Five, four, three, two, one. We're in the pipe. Five by five. This is the Five on Film podcast. Hello and welcome to Five on Film, the podcast where we try and break down the top five in the world of film. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me this week are Tony. Where are we going? We don't need roads. John. Three is a magic number. Ollie. Hey, precious. <laughs> and Matt. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hi. <laughs> um, so this week we are going to be covering the world of trilogies um top five movie trilogies um bit of housekeeping before we get going um we're available on all the socials we're there on facebook instagram and twitter at five and film podcast and we're available on youtube if you want to check us out and watch us we're on youtube and you can find us on all of your podcasting apps of choice spotify iTunes or pretty much any podcast you can find us on. Um, we're sticking with our new format for now. So we're going to um, reveal our fives, fours, threes, twos and ones, each of us individually. Um, if somebody else has got um, the film ranked higher, we're going to simply say higher and we'll save the discussion for whoever has the movie ranked the highest. Um, so starting out, um, our resident guest, Tony, um, what is the number five movie trilogy for yourself? Well, I was very torn with number five. Um, I had some massive contenders. However, I went with, uh, as with all of my um, chosen trilogies, top five, uh, I went with nostalgia and my childhood rather than technical achievement. Because uh, I think Lord of the Rings would have been my fifth had I not chosen um, a very loose trilogy, I guess you may call it, uh, which is Star Trek, two, three, and four. Um, hey. So um, that might be a controversial choice. <laughs> but I was thinking, what would I throw on if I got home after a hard day at work? The Lord of the Rings trilogy or Star Trek two to four? So I went with Star Trek. Um, arguably, it's the only Star Trek trilogy. Um, at each film does interconnect with the last, and then the kind of other films kind of just kind of almost forget they happened. Um, I think it was interesting in the way it showed Captain Kirk as a um, a middle-aged man trying to um, come to terms with his mortality, and. Arguably, Star Trek 3 is even darker than Star Trek 2 as well. And then um, Star Trek 4 is kind of uh, WTF <laughs> moment that actually works uh, and kind of lines everything up. And so he kind of loses everything. And then at the end, he regains most of what he lost. Um, great music, great acting. Um, arguably got the best Star Trek film in there. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with... Go with that. Pure enjoyment. Star it Trek. Feel, yeah, it makes me feel, you know, what I, it was one of the, the trilogies I, I would regularly watch as a child. 
Okay, so Star Trek two, three, and four. Um, John, you recently we recently did a Star Trek podcast. What do you think of that as a uh, as a trilogy? Um, yeah, and I think they were almost designed as such. Um, I think um, the whole the whole Genesis arc um, was um, was great because it was exactly what was needed um, at the time for um, for Star Trek to come back after its uh, after its um, uh, false start. It kept it alive, arguably, didn't it? Because I don't think what? the next generation would have come off happened had star trek 2 and 3 had been successful hadn't been successful yeah um and um i and i don't think you would have had i don't think you would have had at least star, you wouldn't have had star trek 6 if next gen hadn't been successful yeah so um I, I, it's all very interwoven um i don't have this on my list now that's not for that's not because i don't like it it's just i, I just think there's um i think there's others out there um and i, I was having a very hard job trying to remember um uh, try, trying to think of a trilogy with three great films you know, what so um without a without a um without a bum note shall we say so yeah but yeah okay it, it didn't make my but Okay. Matt, you recently watched all the Star Trek movies for um, our podcast. What do you think of that as a trilogy? Um, Immediately, it doesn't come to mind as um, a movie trilogy. I know, I know they are connected. They're loosely connected. Um, Well, I'd say they're probably, probably more cohesively connected than loose. Um, There is a story arc. The Genesis story arc is, is, is an interesting um, plot. Um, But I, no, I, I would. It's, it's nowhere near my list. I wouldn't. I didn't even uh, think of it. But you know, there are really entertaining films. Um, I, I, as John said, I'm kind of looking for a trilogy that has um, not only an arcing narrative through it, but also for me, each film needs to be distinct from the last one um, in such a way that the the narrative can still sell the whole three together as a whole, but also at the same time be completely separate films. And I think this has that they are separate films, um, but the story as a whole, I, I would, if I was to if I was to watch them again now, uh, a couple of months afterwards, um, I'd like to ask the writers whether they did consider this a trilogy, or whether they 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 got their heads together and, and said to the producers and the directors, you know, are we are we are we going to link these? Is this is this going to be a trilogy? Because I just don't think it works necessarily as such. Um, and I think Star Trek, the enjoyability of it all, it really does hinge on the the charisma of the of the actors, um, and the outrageousness sometimes of the of the um, the storylines and the plots. Um, I love Star Trek for Undiscovered Country. It's my favourite one. Um, we voted uh, Wrath of uh, Wrath of Khan, Wrath of Khan, as the as the, the number one. Um, but I think the the search for Spock is uh, is a big dip in quality for me. Um, so, yeah, I, it, it wouldn't touch my top five. Okay. Um, Ollie, Star Trek. I know you like Star Wars. Star Trek. No, I don't think I've ever seen them. Or if if I did, it was years ago, and it didn't grab me. So, it doesn't come anywhere near for me. Sorry. No. 
I'm I'm in a boat of I've watched everything from the next generation onwards, which is why I wasn't on our Star Trek podcast because I've never seen any of the original series movies. Um, but I would quite like I would quite like to, and I know that they're re-releasing the original movie and Wrath of Khan in the cinemas at the moment. Um, yeah. So I've said to myself I was going to attempt to try and see one or both of those um, in the cinema if I can. So see, I'm going to try and do that. <laughs> Sorry? See Star Trek 2 first. Right. Well, yeah. actually, no, apparently the, mo the motion picture is actually, um, it is a director's cut and it's actually been tightened and adjusted and it, make, it makes more sense. So okay. apparent, apparently, I haven't, I, I've, I've kind of missed that window on that one. So, but well, I like motion picture. I think it's a good one. Yeah, awesome. no, I, 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 I think we had the conversation that motion picture would be good if it actually been trimmed down and been more story focused instead of, yeah. um, instead of trying to be um, expansive and mm. uh, spect spectacle. So. Okay. Okay, I'm afraid it uh, it didn't appear on my list because I haven't seen Tony. But um, that's Tony's number five choice. Um, Matt, what do you have at number five? Sorry, you want me to say? Um, yeah, go on. Tell us what you have it. at number five. Uh, oh, he's got it up already. Uh, I've got yeah, it on my, my screen for, for our viewers, yes. but for our audio listeners, shock. what do you have at number five? That's a shock. That's that might be a shock to quite a lot of people. Uh, my number five is the. Um, the original Star Wars trilogy. Um, uh, so who has that higher? <laughs> I guess in quite. <laughs> it's higher on two lists. Um, so we're going to save that. Discussion. John, you haven't got what? Hang on. John, that looks a very sheepish. John is looking very sheepish. So I'm now going to move to John. John, what do you have at number five? Yeah, um, my number five um, is Alien 1 to 3. Uh, Alien, Aliens and Alien 3. Um, Which, um, does that appear on anybody else's list higher? No, but I, I mean, the first two films are absolutely amazing. Um, it does appear, it Alien appears three. on Matt's list higher. So we're going to save that one. So Ollie, we're around to you and your number five. Uh, my number five pick is a bit of a curveball. I, I, I can't see anybody else making it on their lists, although it should do. Um, it's, it's the the more recent Planet of the Apes trilogy, uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Um, I absolutely love those movies. Has anyone else put them on the list? I doubt it. It's nobody else's list, but it was in consideration for my number five, personally. Um, oh, of course, I, it was in yeah. consideration. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I struggle to find my interest in those films. Okay. Who doesn't like apes on horses, Tony? Yeah. Come on, I, with, with I, a machine gun. Horses with what, machine what, guns. What's not, like, what's not to like? No. Um, no, I'm there with you, Ollie. I think that they're a great collection of, uh, of movies. Um, I really like. The first one, I really like the the. I, th I think they're titled incorrectly because it should be Rise, Dawn, Then War, but it's actually Dawn, Then Rise, Then War. But um, I think the the start of the trilogy, um, setting up um, the outbreak, I think it peaks um, with the second movie, 
And then for me, it actually trails off with the third one, which is probably I, why I, I didn't I, make my um I, I think it's nicely set up, but but Rise is my least favourite of the three. I, I think it it's, it's certainly kind of peaks in the middle, but but um, War is is nearly as good for me. I think Andy Serkis is absolutely amazing as Caesar and deserved an Oscar nomination. Hashtag Oscar, yeah, absolutely. Should have should have should have for one of his roles for something. You know that guy should get. But they should set up a special Oscar for people uh, and actors and actresses. Really? Yeah, it, it was deserving of, of a leading actor nomination for me. Um, he, they, they, because Weta did all the special effects for it, and, and they were nominated for Rise, I think, um, for special effects. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the kind of the setup of it. John Lithgow was great, um, and James Franco in the first movie, um, and, and the, the trilogy could. Um, loosely be described as a prequel to the original Plants of the films. There's a few kind of hidden Easter eggs and references in there that suggest that um, the, 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 the series of films are kind of linked. There's, there's a news report kind of in the, in the background in the original, in, in the rise of Planet of the Apes, which mentions kind of the Icarus kind of space rockets. Um, and I think it's in War of Planet of the Apes, there's a reference to uh, the apes passing on to other apes what Caesar has, has done for them. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think they're absolutely brilliant movies. Uh, they look fantastic. The, the, the special effects for, for the apes, it, it's, it's, it's seamless. Like, you, um, other than perhaps the, the, the youngest kind of version of Caesar in the, the earliest, uh, in the first movie. Other than that, you, you, you can't kind of, there's no way of knowing that they didn't get really good. No, they're, they're real, aren't they? In my yeah. opinion, they feel real. Yeah. Um, John, Planet well, of the Apes. Um, yeah. No, I actually, um, it's one of those. It's one of. It's because it's not one of those trilogies that automatically comes to mind. Now the thing is, you think Planet of the Apes, and a lot of people would be thinking Roddy McDowell, Plastic, uh, Charlton Heston, um, things like that. And the, I believe there's seven of those films. Now, wow. I think two or three of them are kind of modern day set. Um, so actually, these these kind of this these would kind of fit in with those modern day ones. Um, and um, the work that Andy Serkis has done with uh, the Imaginarium, which is his uh, um, his uh, synth synthetic uh, character workshop in london and i believe it's in london um he's now he's now uh training people to do the hulk uh for marvel um she hulk as well he's they're working on she hulk as well um so it's um so yeah and and i i think i think my problem is the fact that those of the films are a little bit dour and okay. and um i think and um no happy endings in any of them really are there it's, no. kind of, it's just the slow descent of kind of mankind and yeah and um especially especially the second one the second, well the second one it kind, of, it kind of has the it has the war and then war is actually kind of like the aftermath um but that doesn't really work as a title um but um no, there's a lot great. of humanity in them, though, um, and particularly from like from, the apes. From the apes. Like, yeah, from the it's apes. incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, 
um, the rig, the rigs that they use, they're basically um, it's it's Andy Circus in there in his in his great it's his performance, um, yeah, yeah, with with um, with reference dots, and there's an awful lot of reference dots in the past. In the past, there might have been 10, 15. Now he's kind of got 20, 30 different reference dots all over his face, with a with a GoPro about here, so he, so they get all the shots. So they get all the movements. So as the technology's moved on, so so has the um, amazing technical, um, uh, the amazing technical um, uh, results. Achievement. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so uh, it should have been on my list. Um, it just missed out on my list. So there you go. Funny, you, you don't seem that this one cracked yours anywhere near it no no um i can barely remember them <laughs> okay watch um, them again next time you do night shifts or something watch them again they're yeah, fresh eyes you no know, i just remember watching the, the originals when i was younger and not really liking them and um as well I, they're just, very different to the originals the originals yeah. are kind of your classic kind of 70s slow kind of i just i Sci-fi yeah. yeah, I think, well, I think the, the Hubble telescope to find my interest in them. Yeah. Well, the, the first one is basically an extended Twilight Zone or um, uh, Outer Limits episode. Yeah, I was never a big fan of those TV Cause shows. It, <laughs> yeah, because um, the uh, Ch uh, Charlton Heston one was actually, uh, I think it was produced by Rod Serling, if not written by him. So it has a direct, re it's direct reference to Twilight Zone. I'm, so. I'm sure they, they, you know, they've got their their merits. I know they won Oscars for makeup and you know special effects. And Andy Circus is a legend. Um, just they're just not for me. No. Okay. And uh, Matt, you final words on Planet of the Apes? Um, not making well, yours? Well, do you know what? There was a, there was a, a scrap for for the fifth place. There there really was. There was about four four trilogies or four sequences of movies let's say because a lot of these movies may have four five and six they may be like yeah. you know a sequence of movies but we are able to break them down into one two or three or two three and four and say well look there's a cohesive kind of trilogy so this was vying that they were they were duking it out um i i, I love these i actually have a really really special uh, uh, like a, a, an enjoyment for the third one uh, for war uh, i oh. love woody, woody harrelson i think he's great and it's kind of a Colonel, he's playing Colonel Kurt's character. Yeah, yeah he's mm. playing, he's playing, you know, the, the Marlon Brando Apocalypse Now character that they, he's got to be, he's being searched out and the, the apes are, uh, are looking for him. And, uh, you know, I love him. Andy Serkis is one of our greatest actors, one of uh, Britain's greatest actors. And who's to say, we've just had, a, at the time of filming this, we've just had a new prime minister uh, put into office. And uh, who's to say that, that we aren't <laughs> going to end up with, with some sort of animals running the country at some point. So, but yeah, they are a great series of movies. And um, Tony, definitely try and watch them because they're totally different. I mean, obviously, there's decades in between the, these these sets, sets of these films, but um, they've got a real deep... And, and I know uh, um, Ollie said humanity, and yeah, there's humanity in the actor's performance and the capture, but the apes are more human than the humans in this. Um, you know, they have more yeah. humanity, if you want to coin, coin that phrase, more morality than the humans do. Um, right. And that's what differs from, I suppose... In, in the original films, we were still rooting for Charlton Heston. We were still rooting for that, that you know, the old uh, humans. What you know, why is why are the apes in, in charge of whatever planet this is? And um, 
yeah, it changes. The, the whole kind of like principle of it changes in these this trilogy. It's very, very yeah. good. Well, definitely worth worth a watch. The, ori- the okay. original ones, the original ones are really about who rules who, and these ones mm-hmm. are about evolution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more. It's way more. Um, and I also like the fact that it was um, uh, uh, the first film, um, Dawn. Uh, the you know the original. Uh, um, uh, Process the 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 virus that they were creating yeah. was was to help fix you know Alzheimer's and um, you know help treat that so good film excellent well thank you very much there um, my number five matches I'm afraid Matt's number five I have the original Star Wars trilogy at number five Ooh. so um, I'm sure some people shock. But um, it was on my list. Um, Speak to either of you two ever, ever again. <laughs> um, so, Tony, um, we're all the way back round to you. And your number four pick, which is? Yeah, probably controversial again, because I, I guess some people may argue it's not a true trilogy, but it, it is. Um, and to be honest, I'm only picking on the strength of the first two films because they are in my top ten of favourite films. Um so I guess this trilogy was really only completed um, in the last like 18 months or so. Um, and it's Ghostbusters. Nice, nice. So my love it's... of Ghostbusters 1 and 2 knows no bounds. <laughs> um, I, I think Afterlife is, is a, a nice worthy sequel. Um, but yeah, 1 and 2. It, well, yes, the Afterlife was good, but I was always hoping that there'd be a third one with the original cast alive <laughs> yes um yes. so um okay just before before we go any further are we gonna are we gonna go spoilers um well spoilers for afterlife i've not actually seen afterlife have you not well, like, like not seen to, so, right like okay that's to, fine so let's let's try and not spoiler spoil free. afterlife yes but um, one and two, everybody should have seen those movies, Tony. <laughs> they should. Um, I guess there's no kind of major spoilers for, for those two films either. Um, again, it just goes back to my childhood. Remember watching them on VHS. I remember all the, the NAF, um, Sony and Columbia TriStar uh, ads on the, the VHS before the main film um, and the Coca-Cola adverts. So I, I owned a Betamax copy in 1985 when I was six years wow. old. Uh, six, seven years old. Um, oh, Johnny, did you bit back the wrong horse this time? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just think it's, uh, I guess, the original, um, although how I will defend Ghostbusters 2 to my dying breath. Um, just the cast make it. You know, um, it has spookiness in it and creepiness. You know, it does have horror elements and comedy. The cast are fantastic. They all bounce off each other so well. They should have made more films together. Um, the what, music... what, if nobody's watched this, like, why, why watch this whole trilogy? If we're talking trilogies. Um, for entertainment value. I, I mean, yeah. I guess they're, they're, they're only, again, I guess like the stuff probably even less than Star Trek films. They're not massively connected. They're almost like their own 
episode, I guess Afterlife is more connected because it refers back to the Ghostbusters as they were. Um, so for trilogy, <laughs> trilogy-wise, it's entertainment value, I think. Yeah. You know, it's something you can watch with your family as well, I think. You know, Definitely. if or when I have children, that you know, they'll be watching Ghostbusters on the uh, I mean, Star Wars. <laughs> my, 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 I've introduced the first one to my kids, probably at too young an age. And they, so I think my girls were seven and five. Okay, um, that's roughly the same age as me and my brother watched. Yeah. Yeah, um, and they were a little bit scared of the first one, and we haven't watched the second one yet. So, um, but I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to encourage them too. So, um, Matt, Ghostbusters trilogy not making your list? It didn't make my list. No, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was a trilogy. Um, I don't view Afterlife as a trilogy. To be honest, Afterlife isn't it uh, a number three? Uh, yeah, it's linked. Linked the characters. Um, I didn't enjoy Afterlife, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, I actually preferred um, Answer the Call. I thought that was a, a better movie. I know a lot of people probably would, would disagree with me. And again, it's oh. not, not necessarily linked. <laughs> but I, I, quite, I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit of a change. Yeah, it was just the Ghostbusters name, the Ghostbusters logo, I suppose. But other, other than that, Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2, don't touch them. They're amazing films. And um, I, I actually like Ghostbusters 2 as much as Ghostbusters 1. I think it's, it's the, as good a film as... Um, and it's really underrated, and people should stop poo-pooing it because it's absolutely brilliant. Amen. And Vigo, Vigo, and Janusz, uh, I just I love the, those uh, two characters. They, they, Janusz makes me laugh all the time every time I watch it. Um, and I was lucky enough to see both of them in the cinema when they came out. And uh, yeah, uh, but as a trilogy, no. As as a as a duology, yeah, the trilogy, no. Okay, John, Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, um, I can see. I um again I don't think we I don't think we call, it's quite a trilogy I think it's two and a legacy um because yeah, the third, yeah, one, yeah, the third one is very the third one is very much designed as a um uh, to bring people back as opposed to um a continuation of the story having said that afterlife is is what I always thought the first film was so the first the first film is very definitely not a kid's film but okay. for, but because i saw because because i saw it when i when i was a kid um it was a pg um when i when i saw it at, at the cinema i thought afterlife was basically if you're going to make ghost ghostbusters with the same spirit but you're making it for a younger audience a more inclusive audience that was what afterlife was it always felt like the it was always felt like the kid, the kids movie that ghostbusters felt like it should have been or felt like it was to us Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, um, generationally so it, acceptable in in the difference. We... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's also uh, time time specific as well because yeah, Ghost, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two are very definitely of the eighties. I mean, yeah. you can actually and Ghostbusters Two in particular, you can tell that the um, the um, the um, thing. The, the landscape has ch started to change, so it's not quite as uh, it's not quite as laddish um, as uh, as the original Ghostbusters. Um, so 
yeah um i i do kind of like answer the call as well but not um as a piece of cheese i don't think it's incredible i don't think it's incredibly funny but i think chris Hem Crims chris hemsworth is very, uh, very good at um yeah. filling the gaps on that one um so yeah um and okay. i think after after you really have to see afterlife and it does some really good things i would like okay. i would like to add the uh, the two guys that did the music for the score of Ghostbusters 1 and 2. So Randy Elman did the second one and Elmer Bernstein, I think, did the first one. I think the, the music from the films were, was brilliant. Also the horror elements of the films, like yeah. Afterlife doesn't really have that as much. You know, those, those bits were in Ghostbusters 1 and 2, I think are legitimately scary even now. Librarian, oh my God. Oh, yeah, God, God, you could get away with so much stuff in the 80s and slap the PG. Right. It, was it was just the right level, though. We talked about Poltergeist, didn't we? That was, yeah. that was PG, but you watch Poltergeist, that's a 15, man. You could get away with so much in the 80s. Yeah, the, the heads on spikes in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Falling into a river of slime as well. Um, and I, I just remember buying uh, Bobby Brown on our own as a, a single for Ghostbusters 2, and I think that was one of the first, like... Um, single records that I ever bought <laughs> and I just remember the excitement building up around the sequel coming out um yeah sorry <laughs> that's all right that's all right Ollie um do you think on Ghostbusters 1 and 2 favorably I know you haven't seen the third one uh yeah yeah loved, loved them um as kids uh yeah I think they're great movies um I haven't yet introduced them to my kids so I think that'll probably be the next time that I watch them um, yeah, great, great two movies. Ne never kind of considered this as a trilogy. Um, would like to watch Afterlife. Um, I, I didn't mind um, what was the one with uh, female Ghostbusters. I, can't remember that's sounds, I think that's Anson that's Cool. I didn't mind that, to be honest. Um, it's quite good fun. But um, yeah, the original two, absolutely brilliant. But not really a trilogy for me. No. Can I can I just say if you've ever if you've been to Florida, and you've been to is it um, I think it's Universal Universal Pictures, uh, the Universal Studios tour, um, they they do Ghostbusters as a franch as a franchise. They have a Ghostbusters ride as a franchise. Or, uh, theoret theoretically, you're going in and it's a business pitch to uh, own your own Ghostbusters franchise. Oh, wow. So huh? I mean, so the whole the whole but idea. Do you get to wear the outfit? Do no. you get to wear the backpack? <laughs> no, 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 no. Twice for Halloween costumes as a Ghostbuster. Excellent. I mean, what you have? You've been, you've been as a Ghostbuster. And so did the kids from Stranger Things, which I think just <laughs> kind of puts yeah. it. Uh, uh, tells you where it has, yeah. where it stands in nostalgia. It does. Popular culture is so so revered, isn't it? I would say I, I'm surprised that they've never made more of it as a franchise. What happened? Did they all I fall think, out? Why didn't they do a third one? You know, I think Ryan Murray was another one. He was reluctant to do a he second goes. one. Mm, yeah, goes, I think probably. Bill Murray is potentially. Yeah, it's yeah, it's difficult. It's, it's Bill Murray's fault. You heard it here. Well, well Bill, Bill Murray. <laughs> there, there was surprise that Bill Murray turned up on the day for for day one of the original shoot. Yeah, <laughs> they cast him. They told him, and they just kind of hoped he'd turn up. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, I've got, I think it's a, I enjoy it as a trilogy. I kind of think of it as a trilogy. It's a nice, a nice revisit in, in Afterlife. 
Um, I love the first two movies. The second movie was the first film I ever saw at the cinema. My dad took me to see Ghostbusters 2 as the very, very first movie I saw in, in the cinema. So I'm always going to have some reference for it. Um, and again, I, it was there. I thought about it as, as a trilogy. Um, I, I just thought that there was, um, as much as I do love the first two movies, I think that um, Afterlife's quality isn't quite up there with the first two. So it didn't quite make it onto, uh, onto my trilogy's it was, pick. Um, it was the first film I ever went to see by myself. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which one? So, Ghostbusters 2? Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2, yeah. 2. So, yeah I was yeah. 11 when it came out, so I, yeah. I, I was able to go to the cinema by myself. Wow, nice. 11. So, Look, that's brave of you. Uh, I don't think I would have gone to the cinema at 11. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hold it onto yeah. my mum's hands. Don't let it <laughs> <laughs> And, um, yeah, Transformers the movie was the first film I went to see at the cinema. Uh, okay, nice. Nice. Right. Great, uh, great film. It is a great 80s film. Um, so, uh, John, what do you have at number four? Um, I have uh, the Sony Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Okay. Which is not on anybody else's list, I'm afraid, John. <laughs> um, so why is it on yours? Um, because I thought, again, I thought better of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, I, it's, I, I actually think that as a trilogy, it 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 really stands up and it's really stood the test of time. And having kind of rewatched them for the spot for the Spider Man um, uh, podcast we did, um, I it's got two of the be- two of the best Spider Man films. Um, this and uh, considering how things were going. Back in the back in the nineties and two thousands, it could have been so much worse. Um, but Sam Raimi just brings that stuff, brings that bit of style with him, which uh, makes them pop and gives you gives gives you your comic book, but um, gives you gives you some interest. It really felt like. Um, some of the comic strips I'd read from um, annuals that I'd had years ago, um, especially the of the Green Goblin. Part of, so there there are a couple of issues, kind of like with Green Goblin costume, things like that. But actually, you know what? I I actually think that as a trilogy, these three stand up rather well. So that and I think they're just, I think they just skew that little bit older. Than the Tom Holland ones. Okay. So, Ollie, original Spider-Man trilogy. What are you thinking there? I, I loved uh, Spider-Man one, and I absolutely loved Spider-Man two. Um, and this potentially could have been one of my favourite trilogies of all time had it not been for Spider-Man three, um, which I, I was so excited about that. If you watch the trailer again now for Spider-Man three, go and watch it. Just pause this. Go and watch it. Brilliant, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. But the movie, emo Spider-Man, what, what was going on? What was going on, Sam Raimi? Explain yourself. Possibly too many villains, bit of a messy story. Um, yeah, there, there, was, there was too too much in it, and emo Spider-Man doesn't make any sense to anyone. Nobody likes him. 
Um, but Spider-Man 2, absolutely brilliant. Spider-Man 1. So, so it was going, it was on the right trajectory. And then you watch that trailer for Spider-Man 3 and I was so excited. And then that, that's probably the first time I've left the cinema feeling really disappointed. Like properly like punched in the gut, disappointed um, as a movie. Um, so for that reason, it, it, it doesn't feature anywhere near my top trilogies list, I'm afraid. Okay, no. Uh, Tony, do you like the uh, Sam Raimi? Yeah, I'm a big Sam Raimi fan. Love Evil Dead. Um, loved the first two Spider-Man films. I think Ollie pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, I kind of wish Sam Raimi had a chance to do his fourth Spider-Man because he might have been able to pull it back. No good for our trilogy thing, but... No. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't think I've got anything more to add than what Ollie said. No, Matt, same reason? Been. Sorry. For, no, no, I... I Spider-Man. Oh, man. I, I, as you all guys, you guys all know, I'm not a huge comic book fan and I'm not a huge um, Marvel or DC movie fan either. Yeah, I can appreciate it for what they are. Um, I, I did like Spider-Man 1. I really enjoyed Spider-Man 2. Um, Spider-Man 3 is an absolute shit show. It's awful. <laughs> it's awful. It's true. It really is. And like you just like you type anything anywhere in your phone, your work laptop, your work desktop, your home computer, type in Toby Maguire Spider-Man 3 clips and there'll be a thousands and thousands of memes and gifs of just just what the hell was going on there. Um, no, no, not for yep. me. Um, so John, it wasn't it wasn't a resounding yes from everybody else, but um, yeah, I, I mean it's the same reason. To be honest, um, Tom Holland's came close to cracking my list. I'm a I'm a big fan of him as Spider Man. I think it's actually for me a better trilogy of movies. Um, I don't think there's a weak one there um, in Tom Holland's three. The second one is the weakest of the three movies, but but I don't think it's a bad film. Whereas um, Spider Man three um edgy's on being a bad movie for me um which john so... completely glossed over in his pitch there so i mean it, 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 as a trilogy they might be closer connected sam raimi's as a trilogy um than tom holland's but um as tom holland's three movies um it was it was close but didn't quite make it um and i had a, a different superhero representing in minus um when we get there um so matt what have you got at number four? Um, I have Alien 1, 2, and 3 at number four because they're just awesome. Nice. <laughs> um, John's already mentioned it. John had it at number five. So why why are they so awesome? Why? Are... Well, like I was saying earlier on, um, like when I look for, for a, a trilogy of movies that are connected, they have to be connected um, subtly, but importantly, uh, the films have to be distinct from each other. And this is a big argument to say that, you know, three directors for three different movies is a good idea, you know, but there's another argument that can completely screw, screw the pooch. Um, but I think it works here. You've got, you've got Ridley Scott doing Alien, you've got James Cameron doing, doing Aliens, and you've got David Fincher doing Alien 3. Now, I, I, I didn't take part in the Alien versus Predator um, podcast, but you know, I, I did hear your results. Um, I, you know, I, I obviously we're looking at movies that each stand up on their own and have their own merits, but people often look down at Alien 3, and I don't think Alien 3 is a Spider-Man 3 at all. I think Alien 3 is, again, is a Ghostbusters 2. I think it's a very underrated film. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm jumping straight to that film because at, at the end of the day, everyone's seen Alien. Everyone's seen Aliens. They all know how magnificent they are. Great horror film, great action film, uh, great suspense film, uh, a great horror film, horror action film. So you've got you've got this amalgamation of, of, of uh, two or three different genres that two directors have pulled off with absolute aplomb. Um, Ridley Scott's is is just terrifying. It still is now. Um, what we're we talking about, yeah. we're, you know, we're knocking on almost. Is it 40 years, years now? 40, 43 years now? 43 yeah. years. I mean, can you believe that? 43 years, for God's sake. Uh, and, it's, and it's still held up as, as a master of the genre. Greatest, great, what you know, greatest movie. I, I think personally it's better than Aliens. Um uh for different reasons, but I like horror more than than action. So if you would get it, break it down to that core, core aspect, I like horror more than action. Uh and uh really Scott absolutely knocked it like through the roof with that um and it stands up today because of, because of the design as well you know hr giga his design work um the the claustrophobia in it which david fincher echoes in in uh, alien three uh he goes he goes back to to a similar type of filmmaking and uh claustrophobic um uh sets that ridley scott uh, did so well you know he knew that that's why he did it um now, there is a lot of history with, with Alien 3 going back sort of decades and decades about the, um, the, the story, the plot, the narrative changing quite a lot and David Fincher getting annoyed and having to change stuff, stuff getting cut. We have eventually got a, a slightly improved director's cut version of Alien 3, which came out about sort of maybe 10 years ago, uh, a bit longer than that maybe. Um, it doesn't add that much more, but what it does add is actually very, very good. Um, so, I mean, I'm trying to sort of like big up the weaker film and the weaker film is Alien 3, but it really isn't that far away from the other two, in my opinion. It's got some great actors in it, some great British actors in it. Um, uh, uh, the, the music is awesome. The, you know, the, the setting, as I've said before, is brilliant. And the way that they tie it all in together, it is very dour. And I know that John doesn't like dour, dour movies, but oh, you know, no, 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 he no, had no, it no, at no. number five, which is, which is cool. He is number five was the Alien trilogy. Um, and it is a very dark, <laughs> dark ending to the trilogy. And it should really have been the end, to be honest. You know, I know Ridley Scott's gone back to it in recent years with um, Prometheus and, and Covenant uh, to limited su success. Um, but I think this is a trilogy works incredibly, incredibly well because you have that that massive kind of uh, mix of, 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 of filmmaking um, between all three, three directors. Um, and I actually genuinely think Alien 3... Um, is so close to the other two. And I think as, he, as the years go by, that people will begin to appreciate it even more. And I could have had it higher if it weren't for the other three trilogies, to be honest. And I, I swapped and I swapped and changed. I'll be honest, it wasn't even on the list until I actually stopped and thought about it because I had Mad Max trilogy um, up there as well, which I absolutely adore. Um, and I had to knock it off. And then I started moving things around. I mean, I I've come to this podcast quite late within, within today, within one day. So... Um, yeah, I'm. I'm glad that I decided it, it to be that high, um, and I would like to put it higher. But um, there's just three better trilogies. But don't discount Alien Three. Whoever's listening, go out and watch it. I know people say it's not as not as good, but I, I think it is is, and I think it's a continuation of um, Sigourney Weaver as her character. I think she does magnificently in Alien Three. In fact, she she along with a lot of the other character actors carry that movie. 
Um, and it's worth re-watching again if, if you consider it not quite as good because it is. Okay, John, you had it on your list as well at number five. Anything to add on to Matt there? Uh, not not really. Um, I'm pretty much going to say if you want to hear what most of us thought of uh, of Aliens and and also the Predator films, uh, go check out our other podcast. Um, I just um, I I think Alien Three had its problems simply because it was David Finch's first film, and the studio just decided to mess about with him. Um, huh? and um, he must have done a reason, he must have done a reasonable job because the producer turned around to him at the end and said, Um, I've got this other project, I think you should, I think you should do it. So, and that was seven, yeah. Uh, Tony, I know you're not a big fan of the third one, um, I absolutely, as a trilogy, I absolutely adore the first two films, um, and that's where I wish it ended. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry to avenge you, Matt, but I, I think Alien 3 is even worse than Spider-Man 3. Damn <laughs> 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 uh, it, what are you smoking? Alien 3. Um, it's only because I love the character of Ripley so much, I just feel like they threw everything away that they had built on in Aliens. Um, the she had everything taken away from her, though. Well, she was gonna, no, but she already had... Was taken. The story took it all away from her. You know, she already had that though didn't she in, in alien or like apart from the cat um so uh, yes i mean i just couldn't bring myself to to as a trilogy put it on because ever since i saw it when i was too young to watch it i always hated alien for <laughs> it despite the fantastic acting the great the great music and the director's cut or the work print or whatever it was assembly, uh, assembly, yeah, cut. assembly cut yeah uh, improving on the film um it's just too yeah nihilistic and bleak it is bleak isn't it now did i hear right that i read somewhere that the the, the planet was originally a wooden planet yeah it, it's a, it, yeah it's a wood it's basically a wooden monastery um how spaceship that, how did that get commissioned as a script for an alien film, was that I mean, <laughs> it sounds fantastic, but you know, James Cameron walked away, didn't he, for for some reason, and that's why they went with a, a, a different um, different path. Um, the abyss, um, like, like David Fincher, but um, yeah, I mean, clearly he was a first time director with massive studio interference. So, but then didn't he? Well, he went on to, wasn't his next film the game? No, seven. No, seven. Seven oh, and then the game. Oh, the game was afterwards. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Ollie, um, you weren't on the other the Alien versus Predator podcast. What what's the feeling on Alien One, Two, Three from you? Um, I really like Alien. Quite like Alien Two. Um, I think I've only seen Alien Three once, and it was a long time ago. But with Matt and what Matt's been saying, I I feel like I owe it another try. Uh, yeah. And then I'll get back to you on it. But um, no, not not my favorite trilogy it didn't make my trilogies list but it was it was there i had a list of about 20 trilogies um that i was trying to whittle down to five um and it was on that 20 mat it was it was there i think it, it made it into my top 10 but it just didn't make it quite um to the pinnacle um so but i i i, I echo i i like alien 3 i had it on my top five when we did alien versus predator um i think it is it is one of the better Alien <laughs> movies. It's, it's, ju it's just, it's just not, not the first two. 
Um, so yeah, so it didn't quite make it there. Um, Matt, what do you have? You have, uh, sorry, Matt's oh, had I've number been, four. Been... Yeah, Ollie, number four. I've got the Godfather trilogy at number four. I uh, um... Unfortunately, that's higher on somebody else's list. Okay. And that's mine. <laughs> so um, we're going to save that. Um, <laughs> so we're round to our number threes. Um, Tony, what have you got at number three? Um, well, we're getting into my trilogy of trilogies, the holy trilogies, as I would call, me and my brother would call them. Um, so Back to the Future is my number three. Amazing. Quintessential 80s slash tiny bit of 90s uh, <laughs> entertainment. Um, yeah, just... It, uh, I'm afraid... It's higher. You are the only <laughs> one. You are the only one that has it on their list. You're joking. No. So tell God, us why. What's wrong with you all? Number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, leave. <laughs> sorry, Tony, sorry. It was another one that was for vying for like the fifth position. It's just yeah, it was it was for me as well. It was um, close, but not top five. So, so why, is it, why is it this high? Why is it this high, Tony? Um, again, 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 it's just I remember you know that basically my my film watching was influenced heavily by my auntie, who um, was a teenager when I was born. So. Um, you know, she lived in the same house as me, so like, I grew up with like her taste in film and music, and you know, she, her, and her now husband would rent fit films like Back to the Future and Indiana Jones and Airplane and things like you know, kind of quintessential eighties movies, and they've just always st stuck with me, and that's why ultimately why I wanted to become a, di a director of some kind. <clears throat> um, I just again, I think all my choices are what I would show my kids, you know, the types yeah. of things that I would want them to like, and I could sit down and watch with them, like my auntie did with me and my brother. So, as I said, I haven't really gone for like technical achievement, or I've gone with what made me feel good and reminds me of my childhood. Yeah. Um, no. So, you know, Back to the Future just a romp you know you've got modern day as it was then the 80 I, I, I think it still hold up today as kind of you know you can see the, the past and how things used to be um you've got a western and you've got a, you know a kind of a sci-fi futuristic thing so they kind of cross it cross genres almost brilliant cast brilliant music um you know this was made for like 20 million pound dollars and you know, earned 400 million at the box office in 1985. So they're clearly onto something. Um, thank God they got Michael J. Fox rather than Eric Stoltz, right? Because <laughs> he was, he, he started out doing it. Um, and then um, they got their first choice back um, and he shot over overnight while he was doing his family ties commitments. Um, yep. But just the chemistry between, you know, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, who was also brilliant in Star Trek Three, by the way, <laughs> um, you know, is is fantastic. You know, you feel like they've known each. Even though I think Michael J. Fox is only supposed to be fifteen in the film, it feels like they've known each other for decades. 
you know, you've got a cool car that, you know, everyone wanted. It's like the Batmobile or Ecto-1 in Ghostbusters, you know, it had a, had a thing that, you know, um, I guess perhaps primarily aimed at young boys at that age, uh, that time, rather than, you know, boys and girls. Um, so, yeah, I just... It just reminds me of my childhood. I, you know, I find it easy watching and um, it can still always make me chuckle in places as well, so. Okay. Um, Ollie, about the future, it hasn't made your list. Was it, was it in consideration? Um, it was somewhere in the top 10, but not the top five, sorry, Tony. Um, I really like the first one, quite like the second one. I was a bigger fan of the third one. Um, brilliant, great nostalgia. Um, quick fact about DeLorean, who, who made the car, after the success of the Back to the Future films, um, he'd made millions selling DeLorean cars, and he invested all of his money into making a flying car, and he went bust. So There you go. Ah. Elon Musk's next uh, thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, not... Yeah. not, not not quite top five for me. Sorry, Tim. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it's a similar for me. I think uh, when I was a kid, I think I preferred two to one when I was younger. I think just the idea of a hoverboard seemed amazing when I was younger. Um, and then as I've grown up, I think I appreciate the first one more than I do the second one. Um, and I, for me, the third one, it does drop off. I don't, I, I don't enjoy it as, as much. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just that there, just the old West didn't didn't work as well for me. Um, I mean, yeah, it was there in 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 the top ten region, but um, it didn't quite make it for me. John, back to the future. Um, yeah, um, I like the complexity of two. Um, I like the story setting of one, um, and I like the simplicity of three um because I, I i think that's what it is i think i think it's literally just we've we've sorted it out we just need to get home um as as we find with a lot of uh a lot of uh um trilogies it's it, most things are now written as a trilogy trilogy of three acts so um i i think it kind of works i i think it just it's just not complex i just don't think it's as complex um in its third part i don't think it needs to be i think it i think it rings i think it rings enough bells to to be worth watching um but no, no i it, it just didn't it didn't make my list again it's it's an, it's another one of the it's another one of these there are a lot out there and mm-hmm. i i mean we we had a list but the second a certain person left the group so did that yeah. list so uh, <laughs> um there were there were there were hundred, there at least there were circa 100 different trilogies that we could have chosen from yeah. so the fact that the fact that we're finding any parity is uh, uh, is lucky i will say one special thing about back to the future if you remember in back to the future part 2 it has um jaws 19 directed by max spielberg steven spielberg's son yeah so Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. Uh, Zemeckis, yeah. Probably yeah. use my pronunciations also. But they said there'll never be another Back to the Future film while they're alive. 
Yes. So it's it's nice that it is kind of you know you're never going to get an add on. It is a complete yeah trilogy. It's not like oh got some new ideas for Star Wars films or new idea for an alien film or you know it is it is what it, it is. It's trilogy. Yeah. 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 Almost in its true sense. Yeah, Matt. Um, the Back to the Future consideration. You're on mute, by the way. Sorry. Sorry, I had to go and answer the door. Um, right. So for me, it was yeah, it was in consideration uh, for for the number five, not not for the top five, uh, <clears throat> further than um, number five. But it was um, it's let down by me by the derivativeness, if that's a word, the, the derivative of it. It's too derivative. Uh, each episode, each film, each uh, part of the trilogy, it has too many of the same. Um, echoes of the other films for me there's too many of the same setups there's too many you know okay we're in we're in the western um we're gonna have the same setup we had in in the first film with with biff and the second film with biff and the second film with biff as a younger version there's just too many of those for me you know i don't want to shit on it too much because i actually i actually love them i think they're fantastic i've got copies copies on at home um the first one especially uh, i think i mentioned to you guys before um, we tried to go and see it. Uh, sorry, we went to go and see it on my birthday uh, at um, the cinema, uh, Father Christmas, the movie. We were talking about this in our uh, one of our Christmas um, podcasts. And uh, the Father Christmas movie with, uh, um, uh, what's his name? The British comedian. You know, Father Christmas. He did the Father Christmas movie. Come on, John. Um, uh, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore oh, was uh, Dudley I'm Moore. sorry, you mean Santa Claus? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Sorry, Santa. Santa Claus movie. Santa Claus the movie was sold out and Back to the Future was still playing. So we all went to see that instead. Um, and for, for my birthday, it was a joint birthday with this other kid and loved it. Uh, and I went to see the second one with my dad. Um, I like the second one just as much, I'll be honest. I think the first one's a masterpiece. I think it'll stand the test of time for a long time to come. Uh, the second one, not so much, but I enjoy it just as well. Um, and the third one, I just it just doesn't click with me. There's too much of the first film in the third one. Uh, it's almost like a retread, but just stick a Western skin on it, and um, it's not great. A little bit of trivia. Um, the opening clock sequence in Back to the Future, uh, there's a little kind of foreshadowing to the end of the movie. Apparently, there's a little kind of like man hanging off one of the, uh, um, the, the clock hands. Um, a foreshadowing doc at the end of the movie. If you pause it, there is uh, a little... Little scene on one of the clocks. Uh, also, the, the same set as Gremlins. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That set yeah. turns up quite often. You're talking about the Hill Valley set. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a lot of films Gremlins first. <laughs> yeah. Gremlins yeah. It's, it, it's, it's on the back lot at Universal. Um, yeah. They, 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 anybody they else do like weirded out? When it got to tw- was anybody else weirded out when it got to 2015? <laughs> Yeah, you know and, the date that kind of pops up that they travel to in Back to the yeah. Future, and you just yeah. when it got—I mean, that's seven years ago now—but yeah. when it got to 2015, you're like, "Oh my god, we're in the future." Yeah. Where, where's I'm my? Like, they've got hoverboards wrong. Now, to, is, to, yeah. to, to be fair, I'd already done it with Blade Runner. Yeah, <laughs> they had the Norian on the uh, piazza outside. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Photograph taken with it. Do you know? Do you know those things are made of stainless steel, so they don't need painting? (laughs) I did not. It makes it makes them incredibly heavy. Yeah, I can believe that though. Yeah, 
Um, so, because this is what I like to do, I completely missed my fourth pick. Um, and I only remembered because Tony said the DeLorean was almost as iconic as the Batmobile. Um, so my fourth pick on the trilogies list is the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, I had, it's over John's shoulder, um, I had Christian Bale and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy as my fourth pick. I think that... Um, Someone had it is, higher though, right? Or is that nobody, had it, nobody had it higher. Nobody had it higher. Nobody had it on their list apart from me, um, which I was surprised about because I think it is probably the most success, successful trilogy in the comic book genre. I think Batman Begins sets the character back up brilliantly. I think that um, the Dark Knight echoes um, the Joker's story um, superbly. Heath Ledger, um, I don't think anybody thought he was going to do the performance that he gave. And he gave a masterful performance that he earned himself for an Oscar for. Um, and then people didn't enjoy as a consensus, the third movie as much as the first two. Um, but I think it is a great movie and I think it does round out that trilogy nicely. I think the opening sequence on the plane where you're introduced to Bane, um, it, it is probably the most successful sequence in the movie, which is a shame that it's at the beginning. Um, but I think that Bane is an interesting character. Um, and I like the introduction of Catwoman as this anti-hero foil. Um, I feel like as a trilogy of movies, um, they work really, really well. And it made it to my number four. Um, Ollie, Dark Knight? Um, I don't necessarily like... I mean, I liked them at the time, but comparing them to other Batman films that have come since, and I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I like Batfleck. I'm a big fan of Batfleck. And if, if Warner Brothers actually brought Batfleck back more than just the odd cameo uh, in Flash movies or whatever, I would be really pleased. Um, he said it was brilliant. I, I quite liked the introduction of the Batman character in Batman Begins. I didn't really like uh, the third one. Um, of all the Batman villains they could have chosen, I mean, did Warner Brothers do it because, I don't know, we'd already seen the Penguin in the Keaton movies? But I, I just, I don't know. You, you could have chosen any number of better Batman villains. Well, we'd already, seen, we'd already seen the Joker. I know, yeah. So, yeah. Um, Bane in Batman and Robin. You've seen Bane in Batman yes. and Robin. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I forgot that. Um, I'd, yeah, there's a few plot holes in that movie as well. I, I don't think they're actually as good as what people think they are. Does that make sense? I, I think I mean, if, if you kind of watch them again critically <clears throat> now, um, they're not as good, personally, I think. It's, it's weird because I consider the Batman with Robert Pattinson better than all three of these movies. I do too. I think, but I 100%. think I think these three films as a trilogy work brilliantly. So, um, Matt, Dark um, uh, can I just disagree with you about the Batman um, being okay. better? <laughs> I, 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 this trilogy, this trilogy, the Christopher Nolan trilogy, Batman trilogy, is not on my list. Um, 
Uh, it wasn't even vying for the fifth spot, I'll be honest. Um, I love them, that being said. I think they're great. Um, I even like The Dark Knight Rises. Um, probably as much as the first one. The second one is obviously uh, stands out. Um I, I I don't know. I think I kind of I kind of like sway towards what Ollie was saying is they aren't as good as as, as people remember them to be or even thought they were. Um, I think it would make a fantastic um, edited feature length TV show. Uh, you know, like they did with The Godfather, where they clipped it all together and put all three into one movie. I think that would be something worth seeing. To be honest with you, I think they're too long. All of them are too long, far too long. I think the Batman film that just came out, Matt Reeves' one, was too long. Um, there's a lot of flab in them, especially in the third one. Um, and if I was if it's to argue anything, I would probably say that I enjoyed... Um, uh, I think the, the, uh, the Dark Knight is the better movie, but I enjoyed Batman Begins the best. I think it's the more comic book of the films. Um, they aren't very comic booky, are they? No, they're, they're the least comic booky comic book movies. Yeah, I mean, they, they've tried to, which usually I quite like, but um, I don't know. I, I just prefer the aesthetic of the Zack Snyder Batman and Superman's. Um. I mean, I'm not like I said before. I'm not. I'm not a comic book comic book adaptation movie guy. I just, I just, it doesn't appeal to me. Though, though. I, I, for whatever reason, you know, I could go into it, but I won't. The the they are i should enjoy these more than i should do and i just don't and do you know what i've only ever watched um batman begins twice and the dark knight twice and that's it i haven't ever watched you know that was it it's not like i watch them all the time i can go back to them i just can't i wouldn't come home put them on wouldn't put them on, on a saturday night if i fancy watching something um it just they wouldn't even come to mind to put on if it's on tv i'd watch it but um it, which is a bit weird really considering mm. i love christopher nolan i've seen christopher nolan inception like uh, at least eight or nine times and um uh, interstellar i absolutely adore i think that's a fantastic movie but these for some for whatever reason i just i don't know i can't i can't articulate i just don't think they're as good as people think they are I, just as jolly said okay tony dark knight oh batman um yeah i mean it might be in my top 10 um but I think uh, love the first two, third one I had an issue with. Okay. okay. Like Matt said, a bit too flabby. Um, just kind of um, think it could have been done. I think they could have capped off in a much better way than okay. what they did. Although saying that, um, who's the actress that's in it? Plays Catwoman. And Hathaway. Hathaway. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. John. Didn't make um, your list. No, didn't make my list. Um, yeah, I think, I, I, as I kind of alluded to at the beginning, it's very hard to find a trilogy with three good, yeah, right. three great films. You can find you can find them with two, and it can, and um, it can be the first. It can be the first one that's the best. It can be the last one that's the worst. You know, it, it, um, especially especially. As, as I said about now writing films in uh, writing trilogies and writing ending films, you end up ha capping things off, but not actually, you, you don't tell a story. You're just kind of telling the end of other stories. Um, and uh, that's kind of what happens. That's kind of what happens with uh, 
uh, Dark Knight Ri Dark Knight Rises. Um, the I think the thing that really bugs me about it is the fact that oh no, we've taken over Gotham, we've isolated it, and now we're going to wait twelve months. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, and he's got oh yeah, because we we're and we're gonna we've got three trucks running around with different with a bomb in one of them's got a bomb in the back, and if you mess around, in this case of just press the button. Yeah, it's a case of they needed a they needed uh, a way to get for Bruce Wayne to heal his back enough to actually and to finish the finish the story, and it just it doesn't work. I mean, uh, I it's it's a very it's a it's a very it's a very it's a very it's a very shoddy plot. Who wrote the third one? Was it was it Jonathan that, Nolan? Was it? Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same guy. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. And I think that's why we had Bane, though, because I would say that Bane's breaking, breaking of Batman's back is one of the most iconic Batman um, comic book panels, um, well, which is I why I think, right. yeah, so I, I think that's why Christopher Nolan wanted to include Bane as this character, because it is one of these iconic comic book panels. Um, well, that's, of that's the same with that didn't really come across in the film, though, does it? No, but that's the same with Batman. Possibly, no. That's the same with Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, and bringing in Doomsday. The only re yeah. reason you bring in Doomsday is because you're going to kill Superman. Yeah. Um, and that was, he, he, I comic book for that. It was great. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I actually think I actually think it worked very, very well in that. I just it's a case of you bring in certain characters and you if you know the law, L-O-R-E, you know what's going to happen. Mm. And yeah. it, and making the law work with a two and a half hour plot, yeah, probably and a half hour film yeah. and then adding everything else on top of it, it didn't. He just the third one just didn't work for me. So, so, so with Bane in the third one, does Bane have that mask on in, in the comic yeah. book? Is that, is um, that, yeah, so that's his, his, his device that's in the comic book. Yeah, his yes, mask is, is more yeah. of a um, a Mexican wrestler mask. Right. But, but it's, it's got, it's got, yeah. it's got tubes that go into the back of it. If you, um, but do they do they write his 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 dialogue as if he speaks like he did in this movie? Well, the fact I think very similar, yeah. Yeah, I think it, they actually re-recorded his dialogue, didn't they? Because no one could understand what he was saying initially. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like in the comic books, when when the the, the, the writer yeah. of the comic books wrote it, did it did it sound muffled? Did they put sort of sound effects on there? No, no, no. no. I mean, uh, but I think it was implied through the comic book that because he did have a mask on, that it was uh, more difficult to understand him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it was it was just that I went and watched this when it came out, having loved the first two movies, um, and I watched it in the cinema, and I was enthralled all the way through my first viewing. Um, I was. I mean, subsequent viewings, you can pick holes in it, but I think I was basing it on the first time that I saw it, and I was thoroughly entertained the first time I saw it, yeah. um, alongside the other two. So um, for me, it made it in there at number four. I mean, let's say, right, okay, the, there are the movies, trilogies that we've mentioned prior that have maybe one movie that is, is a bit garbage, these yeah. aren't garbage movies. We're getting to the top end now. These aren't garbage yeah. movies. Yeah. Say top end. They're not. It's not on our list. But they are. They are great movies. You know. And I, I don't want to for anyone who's listening to to say, well, you know, avoid them because there's one crap movie. It's not a crap movie. It's a great. It's still a great movie yeah. by a yeah. great director. And I think Tom Hardy's brilliant in it. And for whatever reason, they made that decision to make his vocal a little bit. They did that in Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. You could 
he was mumbling his way and there's other things. Yeah, but that's, that, yeah, but that's the Jewish guy. Yeah, yeah, but that's Tom, that's Tom Hardy doing 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 Jew, Jewish guy. I mean, he was difficult got, to well, understand in Warrior as well. Uh, he's all, he's also difficult to understand flying a Spitfire. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Nolan's got this thing about the sticking a mask on it. As well, oh, Tom Hardy I've not seen that. that. I want to see it. I've not seen it. No, I've not you, seen it. No. Again, you difficult to understand. Fonzo, Fonzo, is that what it's called? Fonzo. Yeah. 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 So, but there we go. Um. So that was my number four. We've already had Tony's number three. Matt, your number three was. Um. Indy. It's higher on at least one list. So we're going to save that one. Um, John, what have we got number three? Uh, the Bourne films. The first three. Uh, uh, they don't feature on anybody else's list, John. So... You know what? I, I actually... I, like, I, I just like uh, a, good, uh, a good... I think it's a very good down-to-earth espionage spy film. I think, it, I think it works very well. And I think it works... And... The first one does a very very good job of introducing the idea of him having the amnesia and coming back to what he is. But I think the next two are very good cat and mouse movies. I think Paul Greengrass actually uh, nails the feel. And um, I, 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 and it, I think it, and it, and they, they've got, I, I, I actually, they're just um, slick. Um, they're, they're diff- they're different at the time. Um, in fact, they, these are these are the um, films that changed James Bond um, into da- into Daniel Craig, um, and that's and that style. It's um, it feels very. I think there's only one real special effects thing in the Bourne Identity. Where he he drop he's dropping down the stairs right riding a dead body so he can so he'll bounce he'll bounce when he gets to the bottom of the staircase. But other than that, everything feel feels like it was done for real. We, whether it was wires or not, but it actually feels like Matt Damon actually learned how to fight, and um, it's and it's got enough it's got enough, it's got enough brawn to it to actually feel feel right. Um, and I, I just the idea it, it it it's not it's not in fact it it's not original. Um, mm. but I think I think they're just really well done. I think Doug Lyman take um takes the original concept and runs with it, and I think Paul Greengrass um comes in and works on the um conspiracy parts coming later and i think and between between them i think i think it just i i actually just like the, like them as a trilogy okay tony born um yeah i didn't really consider them um but i the first three films i immensely enjoyed um they would probably perhaps touch my top 10 if i thought about it or top 15 I, they were really good um thought matt damon was great um and the German actress that's in it, whose name escapes me. Uh, fr- fr- is it Franka Potenta? Yes, Franka Potenta. Franka. Franka. Thank you. Run, yeah. Lola, run. Um, yes. So yeah, um, I guess 
they're kind of blurred into one a little bit because I haven't seen them in ages, um, which I would say my perhaps my only criticism. I remember watching the last one and being disappointed, number four, Jason Bourne. Yeah. It, despite the the uh, them destroying uh, the Las Vegas Strip. Um, so <laughs> I was really hoping that I'd enjoy that as much as the, the, the first three. But um, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of a weak film in the first three. I really, I just okay. if you if you if you want to nit if you want to nitpick it's the the first one, the but I think that's because it is, it's the start, yeah. Um, and I think it's a case of they wanted to introduce the character and and the idea, and then the other two actually just kind of built on it, and actually and there is a very it's a very tight through line. Uh, through all three films, I, I like I like Doug Liman is director yeah. go was good go was great go was a great <laughs> that needs to tomorrow. be rediscovered that needs to yeah, be rediscovered yeah, i really enjoyed go and um what he did um did he do swingers american made he, he did, did swingers, do swingers yeah i haven't seen that in ages need to, need to watch that that's uh, a crack coming out so i'm gonna go to cinema to see that it reminds me of that era of films clerks yeah. anyway Dolly, born uh, they're good action movies, but my my problem with the Bourne movies is that I don't really care about Jason Bourne. I don't know what I just don't. As an audience, as a viewer, I don't really care whether he lives or dies. And to to kind of confirm this, that, that is what's going on in the Bourne movies that nobody really cares about him. And um, <laughs> this the, the studio uh, don't really care about him either because they replaced him with Jeremy Renner. So. Um, yeah, I forgot the, the, about that one. <laughs> the, the, the Which is entertaining actually, kind actually, of action espionage movies, but um, yeah, they're, they're, they're not one of my favorite trilogies. Okay, Matt Bourne, did it come anywhere near? Uh, yeah, that was another one that was vying for number five. I've got quite a few of them that were vying for number five, yeah. so I haven't, haven't done a top 10 or beyond, so um, a lot of them were vying for number five. Um, I enjoyed the Bourne movies. I had a great time going and watch them. Um, I don't like Matt Damon at all, but um, uh, I think he's all right in this. Um, uh, I can't remember the third one. The second one, I enjoyed quite a lot. First one, I enjoyed immensely, and it had uh, Clive Owen in it, didn't it, right? And Clive Owen, who I think should have been James Bond before yes. Daniel Craig. I think Clive Owen would have made a great James Bond. I do. Um, so he was playing a, a, a spy in this, wasn't he? A, a foreign foreign spy that gets uh, killed by Bourne. Yes. Um, yeah, they're good. They're really good movies. I thought actually, do you know, I, I'm happy to kind of like put put my money on the line. I, I would happy to put fifty quid down and say, in um, in in a time capsule in fifty years time. If you put the Bourne movies in there, I bet people would come back and look at them. If they completely forgot about them and then they'd rediscovered them in 50 years, they'd think they were absolutely brilliant. They are they are genuinely good movies. And for whatever reason, they get kind of overlooked. And um, there's nothing charismatic about Matt Damon's performance in it, I think. I don't find him a charismatic actor. And I think that bit stifles them uh, a little bit. Um, that being said, they are good, and there's always a room for a Cold War kind of political yeah. spy thriller in, in in my kind of like movie watching life. Um, and Brian Cox is in in them as well. I love Brian Cox. He is. He's very yeah. good. But, uh, yeah, it was up there. Probably I would have put it around like maybe nine or ten something like that. But they are good. They are yeah. very very good. Uh, they are very good. Um, I, I 
I'm different. I didn't enjoy the first movie that much. I didn't like Doug Lyman's setup. I thought Paul Greengrass made these movies brilliant. And I think two and three, Supremacy and Ultimatum, are excellent films. Um, and I didn't even mind Jeremy Renner taking on. I thought Ed Norton is was an is is a brilliant actor, and being the foil against him as the bad guy in the fourth movie worked. I think the fifth movie was a big letdown. Um, as Tony alluded to, the fifth movie, Jason Bourne, um, was a letdown. And I think that possibly coloured my perception of the original three. Um, I like them as a trilogy movies, and I think people should check them out. But, um, yeah, I, don't, I, I, think, uh, I think the first one let it down for me, which is why it didn't quite make mine. But it was in contention, and I think it's a, it's a franchise people should check out. Can I just jump in? I, I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't know there was a four. I knew there was a fifth movie. I didn't know there was a Jerry, Jerry Renner movie. So what yeah. did they do? They finished the three with. with, so, with yeah. They finished the three they with Matt Damon. The then they moved to on to. Well, no. So he he does called play the, he. It's called the Born Legacy, and he plays another person who was in the program. Right. Yeah. You know. You know how. You know how Born's part of Treadstone. Yeah, Treadstone. Yeah. Okay. So about two generations after that, is the Jeremy Renner program. Okay, so and there's that, no born, and, born character in there, is there? There's no, no, but Jason no, Bourne isn't in the movie. No, but he's, he is. he's mentioned. Yeah. Uh, it's part of the same world, but because Jason Bourne goes rogue, they decide to scrub all the other programs. Yeah. So basically, so, they try. They try. They try to kill him, and he's just trying to get away. Survive. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Then I've not yes. seen it. I, I, I did enjoy it a lot. It got maligned, I think, because it didn't have Matt Damon in it, and they yeah. took it away. But I actually think it's a it's a worthy sequel, and it's and worth. There's, there's it. no link to Jeremy Renner in the Mission Impossible movies. No, <laughs> no. Um, also, uh, Rachel Vice is in it, and it's also yes, um, it's a Rob Cohen film. Yeah. Um, so. Who did the original Fast and ah, Furious? Fast and Furious and uh, Pitch Black. Yes. Yes. So, um, so that was John's number three. Um, Ollie, you can say it. Um, what do you What do you have at number three? Indiana Jones. Uh, I'm afraid three. Someone has that higher as well. So Matt and, Ollie, Matt and Ollie have it at three, but it's higher on someone else's list. Um, so we're round to me. I'm going to remember to do myself this time, and uh, I have. At the highest position of any of us, the Godfather trilogy at number three. Godfather one, Godfather two, and Godfather three. Um, one and two are in the argument for many a film fan as being the two best movies of all time. Um, three gets maligned, but I don't understand why. I watched these films this year as a trilogy for the very first time. I'd never seen, I'd seen one and two. And I'd which, stayed away from three. Which one did you watch? Uh, Coda or so what, Sorry? Did you watch the redo of Godfather 3 Coda? No, I, w I watched the original um, Godfather Part 3. Um, so um, it was before Coda had been released. Um, and I, I watched all of them back to back. And I thought that three held up. Um, I know people don't like um, Sophia's performance. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, 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 I mean, she's not obviously a professional actress, but I, it didn't it didn't take me out of the movie. I thought that it held up being worthy of a Best Picture nominee, which it was. Um, and the first two movies are masterpieces of 
the genre. Um, anybody who's not seen the Godfather movies needs to watch them. Um, they are masterpieces, one and two. Um, and it's hard to choose which is the better of those two movies. Um, but I think number three is also worthy in there. Um, and I know it's possibly why it doesn't make it into some trilogy lists. But for me, it, it was outstanding. Um, and uh, you should you should try and go into it as watch it as a trilogy. Um, and I think they work. Ollie, you had it on your list. Why, why has The Godfather made your list? I, like you, I, I think they're all brilliant movies. Um, I, I think Sofia Coppola's performance was good. I, 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 it doesn't distract for me in any way. Uh, I think the first movie is absolute perfection. The, the, it's, it's one of the best movies of all time. The second movie, some people argue it's better, but for me it's not quite as good, but still absolutely brilliant. Um, and the third one's good as well. It's 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 a classic trilogy with a, a long kind of overarching story. Um, it's they're absolutely brilliant. That um, they deserve to be at the top of, of any kind of uh, best trilogies uh, list. Nice, um, Matt. I'm going to come to you because I know you like these movies. Um, but it's not on your list. You're muted, by the way. <laughs> I've done it again. Sorry, I've done it yeah, again. It's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, The Godfather, fantastic. Uh, love it. I'll try to keep it succinct. Um, I didn't put them on my list because I just, um, uh, I find The Godfather Part, part 3 abhorrent. I just don't like it. I think it's awful. Um, and I watched them when I was um, 17, I think, all three together. I bought them on VHS. In fact, it was probably the, the I think, um, Woolworths, my local Woolworths, who, who are no longer around, were doing a three for like 20 quid or something on VHS. So I picked up the whole trilogy. And uh, exactly what Ollie just said, uh, Godfather, Masterpiece, Godfather 2. I don't think it's as good as Godfather 1. Godfather, as I said before, on, on another one of our, I think it's the Oscar show or maybe even been uh, the Al Pacino show. Um, the Al Pacino show, the Al Pacino podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Godfather is the better movie. Uh, it always will be. And I think they're they're one movie. Godfather, Godfather two. What one movie? Put them together. Greatest movie ever made, probably. Um, Godfather three. It's just not for me, and it's not a trilogy. Uh, it is a trilogy, but well, yeah, it's a trilogy, but it's just it's not on. It doesn't make the list for the the fact the third one's just toilet. It's awful. Okay, <laughs> um, Tony. Godfather didn't come um, on your list. I think it would be like in my top 10 or top 15. Um, that's really all I can say. I think, yeah, three's okay. the weakest. Uh, Coda, I felt, probably improved upon it slightly. But I don't have any hatred towards Godfather Part 3. Just think the, I think it would have been better had they made the third one closer to the original two. And I think sometimes okay. that's what you get. You get a kind of two good films and then no you know they wait too long and you get kind of a bit of a dip um but um yeah film history great film yep. just i don't think they didn't they didn't need to make it they didn't need but uh, he didn't want uh, to that was the thing <laughs> it was they had that final bit of you know they had the 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 the, the, the extreme kind of like emotional ending to to godfather part two they just didn't need a godfather part three yeah i think uh, francis ford coppola admits himself it was money you know, 
gone yeah. back. He was um, his was it Zenotrope, his production Zoetrope. American Zoetrope. Yeah, was going under or yeah. had lots of failures and he needed the cash. <laughs> so he wrote Do we do we know if it was written? Did uh was it part of any sort of uh um I, I think fiction I think it was a like, source like, material. Well what, what is it? Was it Nicholas Nicholas Pileggi, Pileggi, Pileggi. Oh, the guy who did good. Who wrote? Who, who, no, who, yeah. who wrote? Who wrote the Godfather? Oh, Mario Puzo. Puzo. Mario. Did Puzo yeah. write? Yes. Was the Godfather three part of the Godfather book? Did right. Puzo write? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. Don't, I don't know. So, I think he wrote several no. books. Yeah, but it was. It, so we would imagine that Coppola and Puzo might have come on and written Godfather Part Three. Yeah, maybe. well, I, think I would imagine so. We were looking at a fourth part, but never mm. made because Mario Puzo died, didn't we? So. And John, it hasn't made your list. Was it ever in contention? Um, I, I, I think three really, really coloured. Um, I have, I, I like, I like three, but I just don't, I don't think it. I think it's a massive retread, especially of two. Um, and I, and it made the ultimate sin of um such a it, of a of um the ending the very the very final shot just really put and put the nail in the coffin for me because it was so it was such a it was it was so it was so unnecessary okay i like code of them do you know what i hadn't seen godfather part three for at least 15, 16 years, and I watched Coda. And because I hadn't seen the other one, the, the original, um, in such a long time, I couldn't really tell much difference, to be honest, um, when I did watch watch Coda, because I watched them all, all three of them again recently. In fact, yeah, um, they're coming they're coming out in 4K um, in some beautiful kind of, you know, box set. But you can buy them individually, and I've deliberately just bought one and two. Ultimate disrespect. Ultimate disrespect. <laughs> but apparently that sequel was supposed to have uh, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, wasn't it? As uh, young Sonny Corleone, and it never, never... Oh, never wow. Got, never got past wow. the... Uh, it may still, you never know. You never know. Okay. Um, so that's our number threes. We're around to our number twos. Um, it's been mentioned twice. Tony, you have it highest. What is your number two? We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. Um, and I will clarify, one, two, and three. Yes, although, uh, you see, I, I like four as well. It, I feel it gets a very bad rap. Um, I think that four is totally in line with George Lucas's kind of B-movie plots and, uh, you know, religious artefacts. And, yeah, Henry, Dr. Henry Walton, Indiana Jones Jr. Bit of a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> um, who doesn't love these films? Yep. Clearly, Paul and <laughs> uh, they're just. Do you know uh, what? They're Steven Spielberg's it, version of James Bond, but set in the past. He's uh, it was, kind of. It was at six, Tony, for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know. I, I, I had to, I had to decide who I was gonna annoy more by putting Indiana Jones at six in Star Wars or not. And I think um, you're pleased that I actually put Star Wars at five. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, um, you know, um, George Lucas's baby and then kind of uh, birthed by Steven Spielberg. So I think it's a perfect marriage of two filmmakers. You know, it's 
Steven Spielberg always wanted to direct a James Bond film, but couldn't or and then didn't. Um, so I think he kind of made his version of uh, James Bond mixed with uh, The Man With No Name, uh, which is another trilogy I was considering for the top five. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a roller coaster ride of entertainment and Indiana James film, particularly Raiders, even though arguably in Raiders and in um, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he's kind of a bit passive in events. <laughs> and the same mm. result would have happened even if he wasn't there, <laughs> even if he was always yes. there. <laughs> um, but I mean, you look at, I mean, the first three films have so many iconic moments in them. You know, he's got his hat, he's got his whip, he's got his, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the ears, honey, it's mileage, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wit. And um, sometimes his sense of disbelief at the events that are happening before him. Um, and it's arguably, it's kind of very realistic until the very end when you have the kind of supernatural element, which I kind of, Almost makes it um, precursor to the X Files to a degree. Um, I mean, this this made Harrison Ford the A list actor that he kind of still is. Um, yeah. And cemented George, John Williams and George Lucas as and Sp Steven Spielberg, I guess, as you know, premier filmmakers in their own right. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know really what else to say apart from the fantastic film. My, I remember my auntie having a huge crush on him, so that's probably why I used to <laughs> watch it a lot. End up watching it over and over. <laughs> yes, yeah, she still loves him to this day. Um, and, yeah, I guess also it being in the past kind of, you know, gives it a sense of, sense of nostalgia and, you know, I guess it's, uh, it's a, um, an idealised version of the past, you know, the Nazis were a bit, you know, buffoon-like rather than the horrors that they were. Um, so yeah, I'm sure there'll be some some things that come up when you guys start talking about it. But that that's it's a roller coaster. Indiana, Indiana Jones, Ollie, you had it number three. Yeah, I absolutely love Indiana Jones. Loved it as a kid. Still, still love them now. Um, I remember having a massive argument with my brother when we were little. I was telling him that Han Solo and Indiana Jones were the same person and he wouldn't have it. I was like, no, they are they're the same person. Well, Internet Movie Database, I was right. Um, interestingly, George Lucas didn't want to cast Harrison Ford because no. he'd already been in American Graffiti and he'd already been in Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. So George Lucas was like, well, <laughs> I, as, as, as good as he would be at Indiana Jones, we can't cast him. Um, so they tried to cast Tom Selleck um but he was busy doing magnum pi so there even exists some test footage of him in the costume with karen allen oh wow yeah um, well, actually, they, they actually take the take the mick in magnum pi and do an episode where he where they kind of do him as indiana jones um, <laughs> <Yeah>. so luckily <laughs> he, tom said was busy and we got harrison ford um yeah i i love all three of these movies it wasn't until paul told me a couple of years ago that actually temple of doom is a prequel i i didn't didn't realize that yeah. um th th there's no real kind of overarching story in any of them they're kind of like episodic kind of adventures aren't they um but even still 
that that absolutely works. Uh, yeah, I love them. Matt, number three on your list. It was number three on my list, um, and yeah, I, I I adore these movies. I think they're fantastic. I think you know my opinion. I mentioned it on the Spielberg movies. Although I've gone back and I've gone back and I've uh, I've rewatched um, <clears throat> the trilogy since. Uh, we did our Spielberg last year, Spielberg podcast. And um, I actually really appreciate Temple of Doom. as uh, I didn't I love necessarily... It. I, I think it. it's absolutely stands uh, shoulder to shoulder with, with the other three now. I don't... I know John hates the Screaming Kids. I know John hates that. I know... Yeah, they Still can my be a little bit annoying. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely... It's magnificent. And Mola Ram, I think, is probably the scariest baddie out of all of them. Yeah, all, yeah. all three movies um so okay. they all stand on their own i think uh, in, uh temple of doom has probably one of the better endings i think uh, last crusade will always be my favorite um but raiders of the lost ark um i think i've seen it too many times too many times and i think i wish it was longer does that make any sense i wish there was more to raiders <laughs> of the lost Ark. i wish there was more because every time i go back and rewatch it it's not enough and maybe that's a compliment um, but these films, like, um, I may even looking at my list now, I, I should really have swapped number two and three, to be honest, but, um, but yeah, Indiana Jones and, and, uh, and all, all of those three movies are fantastic. And, um, I really hope he can knock it out of the park when it comes to the fifth one, because uh, the fourth one was, was garbage. I mean, it had its best <laughs> bit, it had its good bits, but. Uh, I like the shot of like the warehouse, um, but that was oh, the, fan, the, that was kind of like fan fiction, wasn't it? It's was kind of like you know, because wasn't that supposed to be the warehouse, the the, the last yeah, year, where all the art yeah. was and stuff? That yeah. was good, and then, and then some of the bits, you know, some of the action action sequences were really good in um, the yeah, fourth not, one. Yeah, not not the monkey swinging bit, Tarzan. No, <laughs> um, but uh, all the fire ants. Indiana Jones, it, it shares that horror element that maybe Ghostbusters had. Like it got away yeah. with a lot for a PG. Yeah. Well, like you, you know. said, it's got that science fiction super supernatural element to it. Yeah. It always has. I mean, and, and do you know what? It's like if, if there was a parallel universe that Indiana Jones was was a, a real figure and a real uh, you know historical figure, I wish he was my dad. I, I genuinely, I, I would love that. Uh, you know, if that was the parallel me with the parallel Indiana Jones, uh, it's fantastic. And uh, Harrison Ford, ultimate charisma, ultimate charisma guy. And um, yeah, thank God it was never Tom Selleck. It just wouldn't work. I, you see, I think, I don't know, I think Tom he's Selleck... Got, he's, he's, he's got, he's he's got, got the got looks. Charm. He's got the looks, he's got the charm, but I think he's a Sexy bit man. feminine. He's, Tom Selleck Tom is a bit feminine. So uh, whereas, whereas Harrison Ford, no, Harrison Ford's got that kind of like masculine sexiness, whereas Tom Selleck's got a bit of a feminine sex inside of <laughs> Look, it could have been worse. It could have been Richard got a very Chamberlain moustache. as uh, Alan Quatermain, <laughs> made on the cheap. So oh, yeah, I don't mind those Alan Quatermain movies. Uh, have you seen the one with Sharon Stone in it? Yeah, that's not bad. No, no, but they are definitely played for laughs, and they're definitely played for, and they're yeah. definitely played cheap. I would. Uh, the thing, the thing about just quickly, the thing about the Indiana Jones movies, the concept was actually thought up when George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were hiding on an island before uh, Star Wars came out. And basically they were trying to distract, well, George was trying to distract himself and they got talking about how they all liked their old um, uh, uh, cereals from the cinema. Yeah, and um, basically this is what this is what they came up with. And I think they did a, uh, I think they did a very good job. I just really do not like to. Oh, I love it. 
mean, um, it should have been Indiana Smith, wasn't it? But uh, uh, it was Steven Spielberg that changed the name to Jones. Yeah. Also, I think the the films are a perfect mixture of like action, adventure, screwball, comedy elements, and and horror. And Harrison Ford can sell getting smacked in the face. Um, <laughs> I, no, no, ser- seriously, he basically things go wrong for Indy, and he and he sells it, and that, I think that's what makes it great. And um, and I'm still on a high from actually meeting. I was going to say you got to mention it. You got to mention <laughs> it. I have it, having met John Rhys Davis earlier this week uh, through work. Um, I, he, he, he was talking about Lord of the Rings, and to a man, to a man and woman in the stu- in the studio as we're having a chat, everyone said he's Salah yeah, from Salah. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Maybe he's yeah. in the fifth one. So. Yes. And um, Henry Jones, go on. Uh, Henry Jones, you know Sean Connery, James Bond plays Indiana Jones's dad, and he was great in that. And he he really it sold that. I, I mean, it, it, that is my favourite of um, um. I I alluded that this is was just outside. I didn't know what, what to put at five or six, and it was it was a tough choice. Um, but this would have been number six for me. So it is up there with the top trilogies. I do agree. Um, uh, we're on to our number twos. Um. John, you've got uh, one in there that nobody else has. Speed um, round, Die Hard. <laughs> Why is Die Hard? One, two, and three. Your number two. Um, die, die Hard is the the original one man against the terrorist crew in a single location. Um, the second one, the second one is a bit crasser, but just ups the stakes. It's die Harder. Die hard, die hard. and then three, three. <laughs> somebody doesn't like the fact that he killed his brother, so that must be with a vengeance. Um, and I, uh, I like Samuel L. Jackson. I like the yellow cabs. I like the local knowledge of uh, John McClane uh, in New York. Um, I like Simon. I think he's. I think he's. Uh, re- I think he's a really good um, foil. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, he's not Alan Rickman, but the thing is, Alan Rickman is Hans Gruber and he's just brilliant. Yeah, just um, uh, yeah, exactly. And I and yeah, uh, since since 1989, I loved it. And nice. and I also I also like four. Um, <laughs> terrible. But five was terrible. One. Five, 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 is worse. five is worse. Five is is yeah. Um, I don't think I've seen so this one. Uh, lucky you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm embarrassed to admit that this didn't pop into my head, and I don't know why. Because I love these films, uh, definitely being my top ten. I think that the, the, the three *Lethal Weapon* films would be as well. Um, yeah, for all the reasons John said, I think William Sadler made a pretty good bad guy in *Dial 2* as well. Because yep. like he's, he's a mean son of a bitch, crap, kills mm. a bunch full of <laughs> plane full of people with kids. Um, yeah, a quintessential. 80s 90s action films that um i will watch at christmas oh and yes. all all all, ba- all based on uh novels yes all based they're, on- they're all adaptations of single novels yeah and uh it was um frank sinatra played john McClane in a different film yes he had the option to play john McClane in this in the original die hard but thank yeah. god they got as much as i love frank sinatra thank god they got bruce willis and his but I find that he became less John McClane in four and five. That was the problem I had. 
I don't. I, as I, his I, hair goes, I, the less he is. I think he. <laughs> I think no. I think he, I think he did very well at growing old. Uh, I, I, think growing, bored, I think he got bored with the role, to be honest. And, and like, with his with his illness and stuff, I think it just became yeah. a bit of a thing, didn't it? So yeah. yeah. Um, Matt didn't make it on yours. It didn't. Uh, they're great though, and I, I like Die Hard with a Vengeance better than the second one. Um, uh, they're all great, so and, and it was it was another one that was uh, fighting for for the fifth spot. As yeah. I said, both, uh, <laughs> there's so many. One, one and three so are John McTiernan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, John McTiernan's a good director. Uh, probably top 10, maybe, but not top five. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm the same. I, I love Die Hard too, but it is the weakest of the three movies. And I think as a trilogy, um, it just misses out. Um, Ollie, what do you have at number two? I have the original Star Wars trilogy at number two. Um, the what? Star Wars is my favourite thing ever. But and you have it at number two. So yeah. we've got. I think that's very brave of Ollie. As a as a, as a, um, trilogy, we're talking about trilogies. There is one better trilogy for me. Okay, um, number two. Um, I have it at number two, and Matt has it at number two. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. Go. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. What is your number two? Oh, so, oh sorry. So oh, sorry. Your no, number no, two no. and my number two are the same. Oh, so are they? Matt, okay. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, is no. number two? Star Wars is number five, but number two is Toy Story. Yeah. One to three. Yes. Trilogy. Yes. yes. Does that mean I have to talk what? about it now? You do. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. These, these are great. And these, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier on about three uh three linked but distinct movies that get better and better and better and i tell you what they bloody do they get better and better and better they really do toy story one was 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 like revolutionary okay let's just we don't have to talk about that revolutionary well, great story it was technically, technically it was great story was great as well because the, yeah. the 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 whole premise of it being you know the the toys coming to life uh when we're not there it was just something that was so appealing to everybody I remember watching it with my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> the girlfriend, sorry. Girlfriend at the time. Drinking <laughs> game. And yeah, yeah. And she was like, I've got a VHS of this. And I wasn't really into movies that time uh, at that point. Um, I must have only been like, you know, anyway, for my age. But yeah, no, not that, not that young. Um, that's too young for my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so Toy Story 2, uh, which improved uh, on every aspect of Toy Story 1. Uh, was fantastic with with all the uh, uh, the new characters. Uh, you got Jesse. You've got uh, Prospector, uh, Kelsey Grammer doing the voice of Prospector. Jesse, who, who did the voice of Jesse? It was uh, Joan Cusack. Yeah. Yes. Um, you've got uh, uh, Al Al's barn store. You've got the introduction of uh, Emperor Zerg. So you've got all these new foils that come in for the, and and they get they, they the whole cast of the toys characters are being removed from the house and they get to go outside and they get to in- enjoy their own experiences as kind of like separate um you know it, the 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 characters who, who were kind of like remanded to the house are now outdoors so it's you know there's the step that they've gone um and the introduction to barbie the barbie crew is just like it's just hilarious um and then the third one was was even more impressive to me it had more emotional punch then the other two put together. I was like floored by the third one. Um, my daughter was only about two uh, uh, when that came out. And I didn't see it at the cinema. We rented it. And when we watched it, we watched it together. And she was just 
captivated and she hadn't seen the others and she was like what is going on and like the joy in her eyes when she was watching that I will never forget um and like 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 I'm, I'm even like kind of moved about talking about it now like it was just the most amazing thing I remember being sat on the bed with her and we watched it with my with my partner at the time uh, her mom and it was it was just it was just brilliant and it was such a moment I will never forget um, and the ending is just, they just wish they'd have stopped then. That fourth one was just unnecessary. Mm. Um, and the ending of the third one is just heartbreaking. Um, I know we were short on time, so I can't kind of jump in on too much of this, but I think as a perfect set of three movies that get better and better and better, and you can't say that, you know, there's a, the weakest one is perhaps the first one, um, yep. for me anyway. So, you know, Toy Story, one, two, three, number two. Uh, it's the same for me. I, I will echo everything you just said. For me, it is they do they do get better. Um, I, I I don't know how anybody didn't start crying when all the toys held hands in the third movie, um, and you thought they were going to die. It is yeah. it is one of those moments. Um, I, for me, they are one of the best trilogies of movies. Um, there is um, Pixar starting the game, and they they didn't think that number two was going to be released at the cinema. They thought it was going to go straight to VHS and they made an even better film and then the third one they made an even better movie um Ollie you must you must love yeah, Toy they Story. Were near, yeah I do they were nearly there so maybe maybe seven on my list uh, absolutely love them kids absolutely love them uh, I think the second one's my favorite um personally uh but yeah great movies absolutely great movies Tony didn't matter yours no, I don't think it would get in my top 10. Um, maybe my top 20. Um, great films. Um, Pixar used to be owned by Industrial Light and Magic and they sold it, didn't they? It did, yeah. yeah. True. Uh-huh. Thanks to Jurassic Park, right? Links to they provided the software for Jurassic yeah. Park to make the, the, the dinosaurs. Um, so, yeah, great films. And it just, I think perhaps as you're all fathers, that might resonate with you a bit more. Possibly. <laughs> John, it didn't make yours. No, um, I think the third one's got too many beats of one and two. Um, okay. And uh, yes, the end, the ending really gets you, but the rest of it just didn't really stick for me. When they're holding so. hands, you do think they're all going to die, which I thought was... Oh, no, 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 no. That, that's the bit that, that, that sold me, but up until yeah, yeah, that yeah, bit yeah. just got, kind just, of didn't I'm work. I'm just saying they push it. Yeah. Well, they, they take it, but they go further, you know, they go to the nursery, you know, whereas they went to the airport outside in the second one, they go to the, the nursery in the third one. Yeah. And, you know, and lots of hugging bear. I mean, come on. Oh, oh, come on but Je- but Jesse, Jesse's song. Oh, God, uh, in the second one. But it, there's just something about the third one that just doesn't, doesn't, isn't quite original enough for me. So that's why I didn't make my list. But three good films. Excellent. Um, we're round to our number ones, um, and and you're all wrong. We we uh, we're gonna let Tony wow. roll off first um, because Tony has a movie at number one that nobody else has at number one. Um, it's been mentioned, Tony. What is the best trilogy of movies for you? The original Star Wars trilogy. Yours <laughs> may have started the blockbuster, but. Star Wars continued it, and it also created modern cinema. So all your Lord of the Rings and Pixar <laughs> would exist if it wasn't for Star Wars. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't for Kurosawa, we wouldn't have Star Wars. No. Well, <laughs> what about him? <laughs> yeah. 
um, yeah, this is Quinta, my um, quintessentially my childhood. I had all the toys, um, had it on VHS, and I watched Star Wars once six times in one day when I was about eight years old. My mother would <laughs> kill me because <laughs> I watched wow. it. Um, and I just remember my first time of watching it, I remember um, it was uh, on ITV and it was a winter's afternoon. So the sun was saying twilight in front of the fire with my auntie, you know, Ter Terry's chocolate orange on the run up to Christmas. Your auntie <laughs> sounds absolutely amazing. Can she come on the show? I'll tell her. <laughs> I'll tell her. Okay, there's a, po there's a podcast. Amelia's mom, your auntie. <laughs> uh. um, and I'm going to Star Wars to me is, um, I guess, like a lot of uh, guys my age or young boys when you know, 40 years ago, is summed up by the scene of Luke looking towards the twin sons on Tantooine, you know, kind of looking to the future, something better. Um, and, you know, I felt like him. And sometimes still do. <laughs> so that's, that, that, that's why it kind of um, still speaks to me, the, the trilogy speaks to me this day. And I guess George Lucas had a rough idea of where it was going. He obviously changed elements. Um, and I know people hate the Ewoks <laughs> in Return of the Jedi, um, but um, it just felt to me like the, the 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 trilogy that you know kind of had a beginning, middle, and end, and you can still take each film and enjoy it because they're just so well made. Okay. Okay. Ollie, you added it at number two. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Star Wars, and like Tony, grew up watching them. It's it's had a bigger impact on me than, than anything else. Um, that I, I love them. I love them kind of dearly. Um, I, I think that they, as a trilogy, it it it's it, it is like three parts of the same story. And you, you follow Luke Skywalker's journey through that. Um, yeah, they are absolutely amazing. Um, if, the only reason that they're not kind of the top of my list is because there's another trilogy that, that's um, incredible. But I, I, abs I absolutely love Star Wars. And like Tony said, with, without them, we wouldn't have any of the modern movies that, that we've got today. Um, yeah, they're brilliant. Matt, it came in at five. Came in at five for me, yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is my childhood, um, it is. I mean, we're all closer to 40 or beyond than 30. So this, this is our childhood, uh, it really is. You know, we, we, we grew up at a, a prime watching age, seeing it either on TV or on VHS, the first one. Um, and I, I do love them, I, I really do. And, and the only thing that pales them in relation to to the all other trilogies that that we've mentioned for me being especially sort of like this being at five is um the crappy uh, kind of like treatment it's been given in in the last sort of like six movies that they've made and the umpteen tv shows i just you know the the, the quality has never quite been there for me the storytelling the acting the uh, the presence of um 
uh, uh, of, uh, you know, actors like Harrison Ford, actors, you know, Mark Hamill's a great actor. Why he was never a big actor absolutely astonishes me because he is a really great actor. Uh, you know, you listen to all his, his, um, his vocal performances, his, uh, you know, his animated uh, film performances. Absolutely brilliant. If you listen to, have you, has anyone of you seen the, um, uh, the, the Dark Crystal TV show that he does a voice yeah. for? I'm saying that. It's absolutely amazing. His voice work in that is absolutely incredible. Um, and, and, and these three films are actually, you know, they're brilliant. And you can see George Lucas's hand all the way through, although he, he only ever directed the first one. Uh, Owen Kirshner had a more steady hand in the second one. Uh, Mark, uh, George Lucas Mark. was still in creative control of. Oh, absolutely, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, all of them. Story. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, he, he, his hand is all the way through all of them. It's his genesis. It's his thing. Yeah. It's his baby, um, yeah. and they're, they're just placeholders. They're directors for, for mm-hmm. his vision, um, and they are they are immense. And I I love Return of the Jedi. I love the Ewoks. I, love so I remember I remember having a bath. And having like the Ewok, Ewok. wicket, wicket, wicket toy in there, <laughs> like his little staff and his little head thing you could pull up in the bath, la 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 la, on the side of the bath. I, I, I loved it. I remember it. Just my childhood really is. And I can't, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with him. Your okay, comment about Mark Hamill being a great actor, I absolutely concur with that. And my favorite, one of my favorite scenes is where he uh, beats Darth Vader in the throne room when he yeah. loses his temper and then throws away the lightsaber. You know he brings himself back i'm a general like my father before me to be fair to paul we've done we he's all got a very tight out we are uh, we have we have have spoken about star wars in uh another podcast all about all the star wars films so if you'd like to go back and have a look at all of those the only Um, reason it was at five for me was because the first time i saw star wars was the re-releases when i was 11 i'm afraid guys i didn't see them when i was a kid young kid so it doesn't have quite the same nostalgia, I'm afraid. So that's why it ended up at five. But we are round to number one. And it's on four of our lists as number one. Um, I'm going to lead off and say that the Lord of the Rings movies are the greatest trilogy of movies that have ever been made. Peter Jackson made a masterpiece. Um, I have watched this week The Fellowship of the Ring. I've watched The Two Towers in IMAX at the cinema with my children i've introduced them to the lord of the rings um and we're excited to watch the return of the king um it's arguably up there with the best novel series of all time and somehow peter jackson managed to bring this world to life make it believable it's it's the, the it's the tale of destroying the most powerful thing on earth and it goes through family it goes through war it goes through the most epic battles um it is amazing um ollie number one yeah i just they're absolute perfection yeah peter jackson absolutely nailed it i cannot fault these movies at all i was so excited each time to go and watch them at the cinema like the day they came out each one of them um i i hadn't ever read the books but was excited about the prospect of the books being made into a movie so i i read the books wanting to understand the source material before seeing the movies and he and 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 then fell in love with the books but he absolutely nailed it like the i think the two towers is is my favorite of the three uh movies The, the the battle of helms deep 
is is the the best battle sequence that that's um, ever been ever been put to film. Um, it goes on for about forty five minutes uh, nonstop. It's incredible, it, but obviously it, it's, it's the world that Tolkien has created and all, all, all the different species that live in Middle Earth. But then you then you've got like with the elves, for example, you've got the, the differences between the elves that live in Florian or Rivendell or Mirkwood, and, and the subtleties between between the it's it's the, the world that Tolkien created is absolutely incredible, and Peter Jackson put it to film perfectly, absolutely perfectly. Um, I can't fault them. No, Matt, it's at number one. Yeah, it's always going to be number one for me. Always. Um, uh, can I just give just as much credit uh, to Philippa Boyens and, and Fran Walsh for, for, for writing what is actually an absolutely stunning script, taken a lot from, from the books, but delivered in such a, a pungent and, and uh, forthright way. It just it, it's, it screams Tolkien, but it also screams modern as well. And, you know, um, my dad read me the books when I was... Um, maybe three or four years old. I remember him reading The Hobbit to me. And then maybe a couple of years later, he started reading me um, The Lord of the Rings. And I didn't fully register it all um, until a few years after that, when I started reading and I started to pick up those kind of books and I got into fantasy um, <clears throat> from, from that. And for me, it's always been um, a go-to book for years and years and years. I, I remember first reading it fully on my own, um, when I was about 12 or so, so sort of just, you know, in the, in the late eighties. Um, and I always said to myself, I'd love, I, I, want, I wanted to get into, into, I loved movies. I loved uh, uh, literature, science fiction, fantasy. And I wanted to get into movies. And I thought, you know, uh, if I was ever going to do it, I wanted to be in an Indiana Jones movie, a Star Wars movie, or I wanted to be part of a Lord of the Rings kind of adaptation. And you know, I, 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 they slate, people slate it a lot, but the Lord of the Rings animated movie, Ralph Bakshi, is absolutely fantastic. And people should check that out as well. Don't discount that. Um, but this Remember trilogy... terrifying me as a child. Oh, it did. But it was it was my first introduction visually to Lord of the Rings, you know, other than what, you know, I created in my own mind. Um, so going into these movies, I had that preconception of Ralph Bakshi's Lord of the Rings. But Peter Jackson just, like... You know, it was exactly how I'd imagined it as a kid, reading it and having been read to me. Um, <clears throat> uh, you've, you know, the, uh, I know we're short on time, so I can't go into it too much. Love it, I love it, love it, love it. Um, and again, it gets better and better, I think, as it goes along, although my favourite is still The Two Towers, but that was my favourite book, uh, part of the book, although the books are separated in the three. So The Two Towers sort of section of the film is spread across the last two, the, uh, the, the second and third books, of the Lord of the Rings, but it's my favorite part of the uh, trilogy. And um, yeah, it just, you know, the guy did good. Peter Jackson, he did, did everyone a, a, a huge great, and, and, and let's not like, discount the the fact that the actors in it as well, like, you know, they, they, they did yeah. some amazing casting, Phenomenal. amazing casting yeah. in it as well. Tony, I'm gonna to come to you. you. You didn't have it on your list. I'm gonna let John have the last word, but go on. Why is it not on there? Nearly was on my list. I was torn between the, this, the Man With No Name trilogy as, as, um, and the Star Trek ones as the, my, my fifth place. And as I said, it just went something that I felt like I could throw on and watch. The Lord of the Rings is a commitment. 
it is. Which is always worth it. It's a privilege. It is worth it. They are fantastic films. I loved every minute of the cinema and bought the extended editions. I was trying to convince my girlfriend to watch them at the weekend. She said no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, you know, technical uh, triumph and absolute, yeah, masterpiece. I mean, I like the Hobbit films as well. Uh, although I, I do as well. They're not as bad as everyone says. Not, not as good. Um, so yes, it would it would be in my top ten. I just went with my childhood and nostalgia, and I was a you know in my twenties when these came out. John, right? Lord uh, of the Rings. Quick, quickly, Lord of the Rings is to uh, to film what Star Wars was to nineteen seventy seven. Um, it, it was a huge leap in technology. It was great leap in storytelling. It swung for the fence. Swung for the fences. It did incredibly. And I've met Treebeard and Gimli. <laughs> John wins every time. <laughs> you have it. Is, is this the first set of movies that were ever filled back to back? Is it? Is this the the, the first, I think it was. I think. It, I think well, it's. The, I, think I think it's so, the yeah. first three committed because it wouldn't have been made otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. First trilogy ever filmed. Because the Matrix did it with two and three, didn't they? But that was they even after this. Back to the Future. Back yeah. the Future did it with two and three. Two and three. Yeah. So, oh, so they might have been the first to do two films back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that is it for uh, this week's top five. And this has been the show's top five. At number five is The Godfather. At number four is Toy Story. At number three, Indiana Jones. At number two, Star Wars, episodes four through six. And the number one trilogy of movies is The Lord of the Rings. Play the fanfare. Okay, guys, Paul's had to run off uh, because he has a very tight out. So we're just going to quickly finish off. Um, anybody got any um, honourable mentions um, that they'd like to throw in? Any any top tens that we haven't gone through? I would say the Man with No Name trilogy, and um, maybe not top ten, but maybe top twenty. I would say like the, the we had Die Hard. I have the Lethal Weapon films as well. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd go along with the Lethal Weapon films. Ollie, Matt, um, I very very nearly put. Uh, X-Men First Class, X-Men Days of Future Past, and X-Men Apocalypse on there. I absolutely love uh, Days of Future Past. Yes. Um, probably my favourite Probably my favorite comic book movie. Um, if, if it wasn't for X-Men Apocalypse not being that great, um, it probably would have been on my top five. Um, originally, when uh, Days of Future Past was pitched, um, as a movie, that was supposed to be the last one in like the first class trilogy. Yeah. But um, Fox got excited and made them make that movie in, at second, um, which I think takes the sting out of it a little bit. That that would have been the perfect kind of number three in a trilogy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my honourable mention. I I, I actually think um, the original three X Men were very very close to my list because Mm. i think i think as a as an arc um they uh that that they would have done an awful lot for um they did an awful lot for superhero films in the Mm. 90s and noughties um 
same with blade apart from blade three being a bit of a blade trinity being a bit oh, of a drop up drop oh, it's no it's no worse it's, than x-men three no but he, he, no but he, it's not there are you can tell that they had issues behind the scenes um i i, I think when you watch that what about, one. Uh, what about jaws one two three I'm joking. <laughs> hey, Jaws 2 is pretty good. I, don't I, mind I, I rate Jaws 2 as well. Jaws 2 is all right. Jaws yeah. 3 is Jaws 3. I don't think I've ever seen Jaws 3. Jaws 3. Dennis Quaid and the, Jaws, uh, Jaws 3D with the really, really dodgy special effects. I don't think I've ever seen it. I've seen Jaws the Revenge, but I've never seen Jaws 3. No, I'm, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to say, uh, although I ripped up a load of pages because I was trying to make space, um, for my honorable mentions, um, uh, two two foreign foreign trilogies which I've seen, uh, which not a lot of people might have seen. Um, the Chamwick Park uh, Vengeance trilogy are, are very good, which is um, uh, sympathy for for um, Mr. Vengeance, uh, Old Boy, which are probably a lot of yeah. you have seen, and sympathy for Lady Vengeance. They're all really really good. They're not particularly linked other than Vengeance um, uh, as the the kind of like plot driver, but they're they're. P- particularly Korean, particularly kind of like uh, uh, artistic and uh, uh, they're very, they're, they're very, very good. Um, lots of gore, lots of uh, um, dourness, <laughs> as John would put it. I uh, like but, Old but Boy, very, Old Boy but, works. Old Boy's great, Old Boy, oh, God, that's the better of the movie, although mm. my favourite is the first one, Sympathy for Mr. Danger, okay. it's very, very good. Uh, Three Colours Trilogy, brilliant, Christopher, Chris, Chris, Christoph, Chris, oh, Christoph, Christoph, Kislowski. Kislowski. Very yeah. good. That was another trilogy that I thought was recommended. Well, sorry, that was recommended to me that I uh, rented from Blockbuster back in the day on VHS. That were blue, uh, red, uh, red, blue, white, red, blue, white, red, red, white, and blue. Yeah, uh, yeah, the red, white, and blue of the uh, the French flag. Uh, they're very, very good. Uh, Terminator One, Two, Three. I like Terminator Three. I don't, I don't mind it. I think, it's I, th- right. I, I think it, it rounds it. well. I, I think it round. Yeah, I think it, it rounds it. You know, Arnie put his money in. He wanted to have that sequence, you know, when on the back of the uh, the demolition truck and he's getting swung around and he's getting blasted and smacked. That, that, right. I think that was in the original spec scripts, which was floating around on the internet. But no, it, well, well, it kept, didn't it, it, he paid for it? Didn't he? he was yeah, like, but I like, I'm not like doing I say, this unless it, that's in it. Yeah. So I, 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 I think that was actually in the original spec script. So. I think uh, okay, I, that right. might be what, and what they scrapped it, and then he it. said, "I'll do it if, if that's in there." The, yeah. the 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 antagonist isn't very good, and I'm not not keen on the the X whatever yeah. the number is the T X T X. I'm not keen on that. Kristen um, Locken. The uh, uh, the before trilogy with uh, uh, what's his name uh, is good. Uh, uh, Linglater, <laughs> Richard Linglater, Richard Linglater, and uh, and what's his name? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. Julie Delpy. They're pretty good. Healthy. They're very wordy. They're, you know, they're, you have to be in the mood for those. So, yeah, it's still a pretty good trilogy. And I like the way that it's linked. It's, uh, you know, it's quite romantic. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oliver Stone's uh, Vietnam trilogy, Platoon, Fourth of July, and uh, <laughs> the other one Heaven and Earth. Heaven and Earth <laughs> uh, with Tommy Lee Jones. Those three, yeah. which are his his personal kind of uh, uh, reflections on his time when he was in Vietnam. Um, yeah. They're all very good as well. Um, there's uh, one foreign set of three films I got was a uh, French-Belgian co-production called, and the film's called One, Two, and Three, um, and they're actually rather good. One of the, one tells the story of a of a terrorist uh, basically coming back to his old stomping ground. To uh, they're all kind of based 
they're all kind of concurrent but you watch one movie then you watch the second movie and then watch the third and you can see where the stories cross over uh one's about a terrorist coming back uh to um get the guy who set who set him up then you've got uh another one then you've got another one which is kind of like a love story uh around about the same with the same characters within it um yeah and that that's um that's what that's what's it called i'll look now no. what, what's uh, what one two and three basically the film's called one two oh, three okay right so uh might might be worth in fact i've got them on dvd so um i'll dig them out oh, for, I'll, you, I'll grab them for you um, Mad um, max, we didn't talk about quickly mad max we didn't do it mad well. max yes mad, mad max, max Fury Rose. yes or four we could have done four you know yeah. it could have been four because they're all they're all amazing yes uh, that was probably would have actually been my number five uh five if i'd have pushed out uh, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Um, one one last one. Um, a comedy. Uh, Naked Gun. Yes. From the files of police. Great show. I really, I really, nice really beaver. wanted to. I really, really tried to, but I just couldn't quite squeeze it in. So <laughs> there you go. Nice beaver. Nice beaver. Yeah. And that, that just brings you back to to Elvis again. You know, yeah. I enjoyed Elvis. That was great. Yes. Priscilla Presley, brilliant. Okay, guys, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Paul would love to sign off, but uh, Tony, any last words? That's uh, no moon, that's a space station. That's a battle Holly? station. Yep, no, good. Thanks. Cheers, bye. Cool. And Matt? <laughs> uh, as usual, uh, and I enjoyed it. Please check out the movies that um, you perhaps haven't seen. Uh, stream them, watch them, download them, buy them, and uh, do the movie industry a favour and, uh, and delve in and see more because uh, uh, there's so much stuff out there excellent and guy and uh if you're watching or listening to this um we i personally are doing um uh, initial reviews for films as they come out and as i get to see them uh, i'm trying i'm trying to keep up um i've just done four three thousand years of longing and there was another one i went to see as nope. well nope nope um in fact uh recently did the three jordan peele films um if you want just a a taste of what the films are have a read before you go and see them that's um and uh yeah uh, put some money in your cinemas because some of them are looking rather ropey at the minute certain chains mm. um on top of that uh if you want to watch any of our back catalogue if you want to get in touch with us uh we are on youtube at uh, five on film and we are uh email on email at five on film podcast at gmail.com and also we're on all the socials at five on film podcast um thanks guys paul would love to say th say goodbye so we'll see you all soon take care guys cheers everyone cheers bye bye, bye, -bye. bye, -bye. All views expressed in this podcast are that of the individual and do not represent the views of any entity whatsoever which they have been or will be affiliated with in the future.